What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the All-Star Comics Podcast, powered by Horizon Comics. I am your host, Jonathan Cote, and joining us on the panel tonight is a double dose of Dave. So, Dave, number one with the beard. What up, y'all? Which one are you? Oh, Dave Ramirez. That's right. And I'm David Rivas, the one without a beard. (laughs) (laughs) And Roger May. And producing, as always, is Matthew Lubick. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. And if this is your first time listening to our show, we are a review-slash-spoilery kind of podcast. Uh, We are going to each review a book that we chose and pulled off of the wall or out of our pull to talk about, like, kind of our... I don't know if you want to say our favorite read, but the one that we felt would be a fun review uh, for each of us tonight. And then later on, we're going to do some lightning rounds, and we're going to do some... Dave is apparently excited. Did oh, something happen? Uh, he got hit by a pitch. Oh, gotcha. It looked like... Uh, so he's walking him. The World Series is currently playing behind us, so if you hear random screams from ah! some of... Go <laughs> <the> Sox. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was I, I saying? mouth Roger. <laughs> completely got derailed by this sorry it's all good um it you know it's not hard i remember you <laughs> were watching your uh, you were watching the the ducks the championship game oh yeah i was keeping track of the yeah. score on one episode yeah i remember that one um, I, do too. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that uh but anyway so uh we'll do some lightning rounds we'll we'll answer some questions and things like that we'll play some trivia like we usually do uh, but did you say we had any news or are we skipping news because John I didn't do it? news. I didn't know John. Uh, well, if I had here. known that I had to do news, I would have done news. Dave, do you have any news? Uh, no, I don't. Beardless no. Dave? I don't. What about bearded Dave? Uh, man, I ain't got nothing. Wow. I mean, the only news that I know is that they canceled, uh, Luke that's, Cage. That's old. That was last yeah, that was yeah, last week. Iron news. Fist got canceled. I'm, I'm behind on everything right now. <laughs> Wait a second. Somebody check Facebook. I don't have a Facebook. Dang it. Beardless <laughs> Dave. I know I'm failing you. What good are you right now? The news. Yeah. That, I mean, At the least news that I, I set up the show. Yeah. Hey, you know the news that That's I have true. is a. Uh, I drink beer. Daredevil season <laughs> <laughs> three was good. Did you uh, watch the whole thing? Yeah, I, I just liked started it. it. It was good. I haven't no started spoilers, yet. but it was good. I haven't started yet. I, I, I want to It picked check up out. well. All right, that's good to know. I can't wait to actually read it. Have you been reading Spider Gwen? No. Nah. I I read uh, I think the first series? three se- uh, seasons, <laughs> first three volumes. And I need to pick up the, like the last two or three. The Jason Latour stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've read like zero volume zero to three. So I only know a little bit that's going on in there, but at the same time, I don't know what's going on because I think some of that's going off with uh, Spider Geddon. Yeah. With the whole inheritors coming back, and I guess the inheritors um, are back. Yeah. Yeah. Spider Geddon. But more it, one and everything, right? Yeah. Hey Marvel, when you print this friggin' trade or book eventually, <laughs> print it put in it order. in order. I agree. <laughs> It was still a good mm. story. I still haven't forgiven you. Hey, they'll fix that when I get my Batman Dark Knights metal trades. Never. <laughs> huh? Are we on news? We are. I'm trying to find some to at I least mention the, uh, something. I don't have any news. The metal, like Gotham Resistance in a, in a hardcover. Because it's the only, the only one that was released in a trade and not a hardcover. And it's like it ruins my collection. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... Hardcover, hardcover. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Matt's the opposite. He's yep. getting soft covers. Yeah, and he hates the hardcovers. They don't but, come out. <laughs> but they have um, two soft covers coming out in December for um, the Road to Metal and, and Dark metal. Knights Metal. Yeah. But the um, Dark Knights Rising, uh-huh. they're not putting in trade. It's still only in hardcover. Uh, ah, hardcover. And he's like, 
Kill me, man. I'm going to have to wait six yeah. more months. Okay. That's so dumb. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, like, I, I like reading okay, the Earth so One series, but I... Oh, sorry. News. <sighs> so... Larry came through in the clutch here. Uh, DC's Shazam comic, which is coming out in November, will revolve around a five-year-old plot line. We didn't do the deet. I saw that. I was and I was curious if they were going to do that. Are you talking about from that that one volume? The first volume. So apparently, and that was written by Jeff Johns, so it makes sense. We reviewed that not too long ago. and there was something like yeah, they weren't done. Yeah. And that that totally makes sense. So while Billy Batson, better known as, to comic book readers as the Mighty Shazam, was introduced in modern audiences during DC Comics' New 52 era by writer Jeff Johns and artist Gary Frank, the iconic character has been absent since the publisher launched its DC Rebirth initiative in 2016. So ahead of the character's upcoming relaunch next month, John assures fans that the ongoing series will pick up from the events of the last time Batson was last seen in the comics. In the final pages of the New 52 Shazam story five years ago, uh, the superhero's longtime enemy, Dr. Savannah, was meeting the parasitic mind-controlling alien worm monster, Mr. Mind, for the first time. So that's where it's going to pick up. And I'm curious because I thought they were going to do more with him after Dark Side War because he was in Dark Side War also. And then nothing. So they've got to pick at least up from there and then go back or do something. But, yeah. Thank you, Larry. Appreciate that. So at least that's some... Pertinent news to comics coming out. I'm really glad he's coming back. I mean, give it, he should be coming back because he's got his own movie coming out. But it's just one of those things where I'm like, five years? Five years? Is that too long? Is that too long in story mode? Like when it comes to comics? Because you know how they do movies like, we just made a sequel after a 40 year old movie, a la uh, Fury Road. (laughs) You know? Oh, geez. So that's where I'm like, is that good? Can it be a Mad Max? I'd say. If it's Jeff Johns writing it, I don't care. Right. So I'm checking it oh, out. One more. All right. Oh God. NASA names new constellations after Hulk, Thor, and Godzilla. I saw that. <laughs> All right. NASA has named 21 new gamma ray constellations after the Incredible Hulk, Godzilla, and Thor's Enchanted Hammer, among others. I think there's a Doctor <laughs> Who one too. <laughs> That's awesome. There you yeah. go. I like that. Bunch of nerds. Go NASA. So there's some there's some nerds at NASA. Some <laughs> real nerds. Yeah. Right. I was about to say, isn't Some NASA full of nerds? Yeah. yeah. Like legitimate nerds. Right. Rocket scientists. There you go. Um, all right. Let's hop over to some questions. I do have two. Do you have any, Roger? I do not. If you want to send us questions, where do you go? Contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com. There you go. So, Or if you know me or follow me on any social media, yeah. just message me there. Shoot anyone well, a while message. You, while you look for a question, I'll ask you guys this because I, I I've been a little off the grid when it comes to the podcast. So I'm not sure if you guys brought this up. What? I, I know, right? It's blasphemy. I'll catch up. No worries. Uh, y'all get my cam- my play count. You got, some <laughs> <laughs> you got some origin stories to listen to, too. Yeah, no, I do. I got I got a lot. But uh, my question is, we were just talking about uh, Netflix and the whole cancellation and stuff. How do you guys feel about that? I mean, give it. I understand Iron Fist. but uh, Well, the hey. second season of Iron Fist was awesome. Yeah, it was right. It was good. good. That's why I was... But I understand, like, even with the first season, I feel like they probably canceled. So, I didn't watch like, any Iron Fist. I just... I don't... I I haven't watched much TV given given my new job. I'm I have to choose between well I have to choose between family and socializing with friends, or watching TV or uh, playing you know, a video game or, or reading or, a comic or right. playing a video game or reading a comic. <laughs> I kind of have to like and so lately like I I've just been neglecting TV shows. I hear you. Right. Um, right. 
So I didn't watch, and this, and I get it. Some of these shows have been out for a while. Yeah. Um, but that just goes to show you how, like, you know, the last year, year. essentially <laughs> has just been kind of nutty. So I didn't really watch Iron Fist, and I didn't watch any Luke Cage. Okay. You didn't. Miss I watched. Much. I watched Jessica Jones season one, and I watched season one and two of Daredevil, and I did make the time to watch. Punisher season one. Of course. Oh, when Punisher cool. came out, I was just like, I don't care what's going on. I have to watch this. So um, the the thing with with that at least that what Blake told me because Blake watched all of them. Um, I've watched all of them. Yeah, is he said the episode that Danny Rand was in? I think Luke Cage yeah. with. Yep. He says that should have been that show. Yep. That mm. should have been. It should be a Heroes for Hire, and it seems like they might be going that route. That may, they might be going that route, and if they do, I. Th- I honestly think that's better. Instead of trying to, you don't. This is the problem with Marvel. I think in, in the comics level too, they figure we've got all these great teams. Let's break them all up and put them all in single books too. You don't have to. Sometimes the best thing about some of those teams is how they interact with each other. Yep. So I think what makes Iron Fist and Luke Cage more fun to watch is watching them together, right. not necessarily watching Definitely. them in their own solo. I get it. Yeah, have their origins, which you have to kind of have like a solo type story for but I don't know team them up do Heroes for Hire yep. right. put Jessica in there I'm she hoping they do show. Heroes for Hire huh yeah. I'm hoping they do Heroes for Hire yeah, right. yeah. and it seems well, like that's what everybody wants yeah and it's mm-hmm. great because actually as much as a lot of people didn't like it I actually thought the Defenders uh, I haven't watched that I either it was, cool. good. it was fine and yeah, I, thought I, thought it it would, cool. I thought it could continue because I was like oh I want to see them as a team more so in, than individuals yeah. yeah but I was wondering I was like I'm thinking I, I remember reading a, an article online. I was like, "Is they were like this conspiracy that Disney wants to take over everything and do like a whole Marvel thing? Like DC has their own. DC it wouldn't surprise channel. me. Well, they're going to do so, that Disney Play, and they're going to they already right. announced they're going to do some like uh, special content for that. Yeah, yeah but like, and that's characters from the MCU are going to get like right. TV shows on that. But and the Netflix specifically, they don't belong to MCU Disney when it comes to the shows themselves. All mm. the production choices are made by Netflix. Okay. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing I was thinking. Like, are they canceling? Because like Disney's like strong arming them right now, doing like a, a Wilson Fisk moment no, where it's like yeah. there are characters. Yeah. I just don't think a lot of people watched Iron Fist season two. No. Because season it, one even was so it was bad. awesome. Yeah. The yeah. problem that I'm that I'm thinking with that, and I think I mentioned this when we talked about it before, is if you're doing Iron Fist, you need to make the fight scenes super kung fu. Yeah. It yeah. ne- the production on that needs to be, it, it needs to rival in the visceralness of Daredevil's fight scenes. It needs to have oh a um, a really elegant fight style to it. Yeah, which and with, with still with the superpowers and everything. Season two but, really did, but they kicked no one watched. Yeah, they kicked it. It's one of those shows. It's like it's, it, it felt like season, season two was probably like the series of Firefly, where it was a, such a good series that no one watched. And then yep. when they finally oh, see it, they're like, so good, "Why'd yeah. you guys cancel?" It's like, well, no one saw it. No one watched it. That was the okay. thing. So I was just curious about what you guys' thoughts were about the show. Yeah, yeah. The shows, I guess, canceling. All right, let's go to Aaron Candelaria. What's up, Aaron? What's up? He says, "Listener question." What's your favorite, most recent trade or graphic novel that's come out? Oh, I just read Death or Glory today. Volume one. Man, volume one. What an ending, man. I was like, no. So good. Yeah, it seems like I thought that was going to be a five-part series. Apparently, it's going to be a ten-part series. (laughs) That was a good one. Death or Glory. So what what graphic novel or series? Yeah, recent Recent. graphic novel or trade or whatever. Gideon Falls. 
Gideon, Gideon Falls, Falls which we're going to talk about later on in the show. Because I had only read the first two issues until we decided to review that this week. And I was like, man. I'm glad like oh, I, I looked at it and was like, let's do that. Because yeah. it being Halloween, I figured something creepy would, would be perfect. Well, Jeff Lemire's 10 do. monthly books. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's hard because I'm so behind on comics. Yeah, I haven't really well, read a lot of trades you, recently. Recent to me that I read like graphic novel that you ones, really liked. That I, God I Country. Still, I was oh about to gosh. ask about that actually. I gotta, How old I gotta is read that. But I think I, honestly, like I finally caught well, up to to the hardcover of of uh, Invincible, the two Ooh. the two one issue issue twelve. Okay. I finally caught up to that. So the end of all things, and I'm thinking, man, it, it actually ended really well. I know. I'm not. I'm not gonna spoil anything. I know you guys talked about the last issue here, on the podcast, and it's just one of those things where after I finally got a chance to sit down and read it, I'm like, I want more, but at the same time, I'm like, it's a, it's a. But farewell. at the same time, you're you're good with what it is. Yeah, it's one of those like it's the yeah. rare moment where a comic can actually conclude, and I'm like, and there's so many things in that mind. last arc that he really could have spent full arcs on. Yeah, getting more information going, just, but he's just like, nah, we'll leave it. He like just that. he gives it to you, lets you kind of like marinate on it and then he just he sends it off and it's it's not like it's this sad ending there's there's a right. lot of water that he lets go under the bridge and like the characters are alive and well you know right yeah. so that was a really <laughs> good one because right i, and I know you, and i know Woo. you were going through like a crazy i see your instagrams you're going through crazy uh Re- listen to my origin story you'll see why <laughs> oh, okay yeah no but it's just one of those things where i'm like man i really got to catch up but yeah, for yeah. sure invincible is one of the ones where i'm like finally i've caught up and i'm like i'm yeah. halfway through that last compendium man it's just so big oh my god it's so good though <laughs> um i read god country matt let me borrow it and that it was is. pretty awesome um i'm not sure how old it is i'm i think uh, it's, it's this like year. a year a year old okay donny kate's but uh little splash into the comic stream yeah that's the most recent trade that i've read i guess i i've haven't really been reading a whole lot of trades, but um, God Country was fantastic. Loved it. Cool. Roger, you said Gideon Falls, mm. which we'll talk about later, yep. which is also awesome. Which oh. is also awesome. I mean, I guess one that's about to become a trade because I just finished the issue was X-23. Oh. The one through six. Mm-hmm. That ended really well. I was yeah. like, oh, this is good. I like I like clone versus clones. Let's make it happen. You know? Yeah. It was, it was good. That um, was good. Man, it's a tough, tough one for me. I uh, I really like Gideon Falls, but just about every trade that Ever. that I <laughs> typically, if I'm buying it, it's something it's that good. I like. Yeah, right. You know, I'm not just buying something to. Well, I'll check it out. I typically check it out in comic form and then go from mm-hmm. there. So well, did I'll you, just say, you finished the last arc of Manifest, didn't you? Oh yeah, I'm yeah. fairly current <laughs> with Manifest, which is amazing. I keep hyping that book. I was telling Roger, what I just are you finished on volume? Was that volume seven? Whew, yeah, six. So. Six. Six. Okay. But I think they finished the arc, arc of seven. seven. Okay. Well, I think. The sixth trait just came out. Oh, did it? Okay, yeah. so maybe they're starting seven. Okay. I was, I was telling Roger volume four. I was like, oh, man, you find things out. That's a good book. I'm telling you, it's an <laughs> underrated book. It's a it's an underrated book. Um, Birthright, another underrated book. Oh, Birthright's so good. Oh, my God. Told you. I'm behind. Birthright? No. Not Superman Birthright, which okay. is also a great graphic <laughs> novel. Um, but no, review that one. We should we should one. review like volume one of Birthright. Uh, it's I by Joshua Williamson. It's it's a fantasy story. Okay, but not. I like Joshua Williamson. There's He's been writing Flash really good. We did like an issue, I think. Oh, yeah, an issue. Okay. Trade. I don't okay. know if we did a trade. 
Yeah, you guys should do it. That was I'm telling good. you, that's another book that people need to be reading. Yeah, yeah it's Birthright. Birthright, yeah, because I Jonathan Virgin I introduced not, me to that. I know, I know, because we came in, we, we came in in a weird spot, and it's one of those like the Remender books. Come on, yeah. it's like it's seriously. If you, that's the tough thing with the image books. If you're not starting at the beginning of that series and going through, it's tough because there's a lot of water that goes under those bridges. But man, that's another book that I'm just like. I look forward to reading. I love the yeah. art in it. Yeah. I love the art in it. I love like just how crazy this whole thing is. And plus getting to, I think a lot of it too is getting to talk to Joshua Williamson at the last comic con that I went to. Sure. You know, does a lot for you're, that. You're as a well. fanboy. Yeah. Uh. yeah. Oh, well, I was a fanboy before that. Cause I got to talk to him more about it. And he was just right. really cool about telling me like, yeah, like I got like stuff planned. Like just wait. You know, like, okay, I'll wait. He's not a guy <laughs> that just plays it fast and loose. He's a writer, yeah. right? Yeah. What other stuff that he's written? Flash. You know, Flash. Writer. Oh. He's the current Flash writer. Oh, okay. So that's um, why I was like, I'm, I was like, that sounds so familiar. He did something else too. Yeah, Flash is a good story. Yeah. I've been liking Flash. He's yeah. been doing a real good job. You can with Flash. tell he really loves Barry. Yeah. yeah. Barry is his boy. That Godspeed um, arc, the first arc, was yeah. so yeah. good too. Lightning strikes twice or something like that. Ooh. Yep. So good. And then, and then for he's got one. Okay, this is kind of a bonus question that Aaron. Bonus. So he says, "How do characters like Superman, Supergirl, Cyclops, etc., miss their enemy or target while using their laser beam, heat vision, eye burning power? Literally, all they have to do is look at the item they want to incinerate. Literally, whoa, but somehow whoa, whoa. their targets slip through the crosshairs. What are your thoughts? My whoa. thoughts are Aaron because <laughs> comics. I also and, think and that like, if move. someone's moving, you know, I'm, I this is how I always picture it." You know, they see the guy, they're launching. They can't move their eyes as this big beam is coming out of their eyes. At least with Cyclops, I feel like that's a lot of work. Cyclops doesn't have heat vision, though. It's just concussive blast, right? Yeah. 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 It's concussive, concussive blast. It doesn't but like, burn things. Right. No. Yeah. So but I, I, that. I mean, not everyone can be, uh, uh, what's his name from Apoc- Apocalypse? What was his name? I can't, Darkseid. No, Darkseid. not everyone can be Darkseid. Be like, have blink. And, yeah. And just, just be like, they just you. do whatever they want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the problem is that they're, they're looking at the target and they're not leading the target. That's why they right. miss. No, there is that. You do have to properly <laughs> lead the target. Their vision is impaired once all the <laughs> light starts blowing Actually, out. that's actually a good point. Is like if, you're, yeah. if you do have like a bunch of stuff, like you can't really track your, your target at that point. Right. You're looking at where it was, not where it's going to be. Yeah. yeah. And I'm pretty sure every time they miss, it's a speedster. Yeah. I'm, I'm convinced. <laughs> that, or just, like I said, because comics. Because, yeah. it, you know, yeah. it, it's how it's written. But, so I mean, also Superman, perfect. he can't Larry, how, what are your thoughts on that? Well, <laughs> has it ever been established whether or not using their heat and or laser vision affects their actual vision while they're using it? I don't think so. Well, kind of in the Man of Steel movies, like after using it, they kind of like hold their eyes like their eyes yeah, are burning. Yeah, and in the yeah. Supergirl so TV think show, that they always kind of do that thing where they're like... You know, yeah, uh, they're like kind of so rub it out of their be, eyes. So. their vision gets a little blurry while they're using it, and if the, if the villain doesn't have the courtesy of holding still... The courtesy of holding still. The courtesy of holding still. It's like, yeah, there you go. That's why he's the sage. Oh, yeah, that's well thought. Well, also, <laughs> okay. also, too, like Cyclops can't use his eyes without the visor on. Yeah. Right. You know? So, all right. I hope that does it. No other questions that we got? Nothing in the email. Okay. Let's go ahead and hop over to our reviews. Uh, who wants to go first? Anybody want to start I'll off? jump in. You'll hop in. Roger, what did you choose to review this week? This week I chose uh, Spider-Gwen Ghost Spider. 
um, the new the new Spider Gwen series, written by Seanan McGuire, and art by uh, Rosie Conpe. I don't Campe? know how to put a tilde on the on the A, and I'm like, Conpe, Conpe. Go ahead. I'm gonna ask the Almighty Google. Anyway. Um, Oh, yeah. Compe. I think that's the Hagendaz. That's Hagendaz dots, oh, man. That's Compe. Compe. A Compe. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, I think it's another all-female creative team from Marvel. So kudos to them for that. Um, this book, um, I, I'm not really sure what spurred the relaunch of the Spider Gwen book. Oh, the new movie outside that's of out. a new. Uh, that's not enough. Um, a new creative team. And then going into the, this is kind of a uh, Spider Geddon tie-in. Um, on the whole, I I like this book a lot. I thought the art was really good. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely, uh, I think, kind of a classic comic style. You yeah. Know, animated style. Um, I really liked. It. I thought the writing was really good, and it was it was. Um, it was written in a way to kind of bring you up to speed where she's been, mm-hmm. um, what she's doing now, and then kind of launching into this yeah. story. Compe. Compe. Apparently it's Greek. So Greek and what was the other one? It was Shonen Irish. Was, you, well, you German? You said it was a variation of like Janet. That's what it said or on something Google. something like that. <laughs> I know. Form of which Janet. is archaic. Which, I know, which is awesome. But is that like Celtic? <laughs> there you go. I would assume. Shannon, yeah, it could be. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. But I, no, uh, I agree because I read that. I, I, I pulled that this week because I was like, oh, she's back. I don't know about the whole ghost spider thing, but. Uh, that I was the, the one was thing that I kind of. I was a little miffed by, but but I cut I cut the book some slack because nowhere in the book is, it, is she mentioned as ghost spider. And when the, the book was first solicited, it was just solicited as Spider Gwen, and it was like they decided after the fact to um, tag it as Ghost Spider. Because even in the comics, she makes a comment like, "Oh, you know me as uh, Spider Woman or right. Spider Gwen." Then she goes, "Ugh." She goes, "Oh, I so yeah. need a new name exactly. or something like that." But it is an interesting. St- I like the idea. I like the story. Spider Gwen has always been a character that when she came out, I, I, I was I was in I was digging it and I dig her universe the whole concept of like the, you know some heroes are actually villains some people are more than what they seem I'm like oh this is really cool and I just like the art I don't know what was uh, I forget the artist of the last series but it was just such great art yeah so I like how they kept that and it just seems to flow very well from where they left off Even okay with the whole spider getting I wasn't been going yeah on. I wasn't reading the last series so I didn't really yeah. have a reference obviously you know because in here it goes into her spending some time in the slammer mm-hmm. um, that piqued my curiosity yeah um, because I was I was kind of like well that's that's a story yeah. I would yeah, probably want to read one of those ones where like the hero gets revealed right away kind of thing it's like yeah. you know uh, that's one of the things I noticed that nowadays is like everyone knows who everyone is what's what really that's that's what really surprised me with this book because I always thought I was like you know, it's such a, you know, um, you know, a marketing thing for Marvel to call her Spider Gwen when her name in the comics is Spider Woman. Mm. But you find out in this story that, no, they know her as Spider Gwen in the city. Everybody knows her identity. Yep. And I'm like, oh, I mean, that really made me want to go back and, and catch up 
on the other issues. It's yeah, like it's, what it was a good series when I read. It. Like I stopped at, I think four volumes from zero to three or zero to four, four or five, and it, I thought it was great. Okay, it was a good run. Um, that made me, you know, because I, I that's that's I think uh, opening the door for some interesting storytelling. So I would probably I, I think I would definitely like to go back and read that. But in in this story, it's pretty much a day in the life, you know, mm-hmm. stopping the the muggers, um, saving the day, you know, going to have lunch with Harry. But then Spider Ham shows up, and she gets told that the inheritors are back, and she's going to um, she's going to go help help out uh, against the inheritors. But then something goes wrong, and she ends up being pulled into a dimension that she doesn't know where she is. Um, ends up facing off with some weird goblin chick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end, she goes, she meets up with Pete, reveals her, you know, her identity, saying that she needs help. So, spoilers. Yeah. Um, but it was, you know what, it was, at the end of the day, it was, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed yeah. it. I think it was um, pretty much what you want a comic to be is entertaining. Enjoyable. Yeah. And, yeah, um, I enjoyed it. And, it, I mean, it doesn't hurt. I like her character. Um, so, I think I haven't read a lot of, of Spider-Gwen. My one beef with the costume, because I always love the costume design, but then when I started reading this, and it's like, oh, yeah, when she's swinging from buildings and stuff, and the, the hoodie is kind of, like, blowing off. Yeah, I was like, well, now you look dumb. Right, with the hoodie off. <laughs> and that would create more drag and slow you down. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, now you look it, dumb. It looks so cool. And I think there was one spot in the comic where she was getting angry, and the, the Venom symbiote was popping up. Wasn't was? that what? The Venom symbiote? Oh, that was... Oh, thank you for bringing that up, because... I that was another big question I had because you do see uh, the symbiote coming out. It was coming out of the hoodie. Yeah. So I was like, I don't remember uh, right her. here. Yeah, that's it right there. I was like, I thought she got and rid of it. Yeah, because you had Gwenum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so obviously that's still part of her. Yeah, I guess and so. Like, I, I forgot I, about that. Yeah, but that, that was, was just that was almost like a tease. It was like, oh, yeah. what what are you gonna do with that? Um, but she didn't. She didn't go full on Gwenum, you know, to fight uh, the yeah. the goblin chick. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, yeah. So um, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. I okay. So and, and this kind of goes back to to her costume design looking dumb. If they know in this world, if they know her as Spider Gwen and she's called Spider Gwen, lose the mask. Just yeah. have the hoodie. It looks cooler. That's you know? true. Well, it doesn't matter. Everybody knows who way. she is. It sure. looks good. My whole thing it's is it's <laughs> the same thing when they were doing the Ben Riley series, the Scarlet Spider. Yeah. Like, stop. Why do you need a hood if, you are, if you're wearing a full head mask? To me, that, that's yeah. just already dumb. Yeah. Pick I mean, one or the other. Yeah. You don't need both. I will say it's even the same with Red Hood from DC. He literally has a mask and a hood on now. But not originally. Not originally. Now he, now now he I'm looks just like saying they're, straight they're out of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, now he Ermac. looks like freaking... Yeah. <laughs> it looks like Ermac. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's Scott Lobdell for you. Mm. But, um, yeah, I just... that 
I don't know what it is that irritates me about that design, but I haven't liked the combo full face mask yeah. and hood. That looks weird, doesn't it? I'm when, but then the original cover it showed her with the blonde hair. Coming but then out you of the have hood. this. Yes, this is fine. Yeah, this is fine. But mm-hmm. then when she puts that on, I don't understand the necessary yep. like reasoning I agree. behind having both. You know, Especially I agree, but I've seen it for so long that I kind of you like, got used I'm to okay it with it. Yeah, yeah. It's I, kind of I, like with I'll video be on the same boat with you guys. I agree. Yeah, they well, wear the the helmets with a hood also. But there's also a cape or a long scarf, and that kind of yeah, it's a cloak. I guess anyway, right. yeah, it's not that's built a into the shoulders of the freaking. I see what you're saying. Yeah, because because you look at this, you have this very body tight suit that makes you look sleek and lean, but mm-hmm. then you've got this stupid parachute on your head. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> true. Like it does, but it looks better. It looks yeah. better without with the, the parachute. Mask, without the mask, it yes. looks better. Yes, but what I'm saying is, then all of a sudden you've got this because the whole point I think with that design is you've got that. You can do all those big poses and that those mm-hmm. those aerodynamic kind of movements through the city, swinging, and not having any like the drag or whatever. Like, and I'm totally just pulling this out of nowhere. I'm right, just, like trying to throw science into it. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. But to me, there's there's <laughs> the design is just it's overkill. I get some people are gonna I love agree. it. But I will say that if it, it's hooked into the suit already and it's skin tight, why do you need the hood? Either do the mask. Or do the hood. You don't I need both. Right. And I, I kind of had that same feeling. But after so seeing them that way for so long, I just kind of was like, it's all like right. It's like you get well, used to it. It's kind of like Superman yeah. coming back to the trunks. Like I'm getting used to it now that it's there. I still look. No. I, I'm a Superman guy. He's my favorite character. But to me, Patrick Gleason had the best modern take redesign. After oh, Reborn. Simple. Yeah, after Reborn. The yeah, Reborn suit. I loved it. It was simple. It it. It looked good. It conjured the same kind of feeling of seeing the classic suit without looking like you're wearing your underwear on the outside. But apparently, DC's going back to that for Batman and Superman. Yeah, so, Green Lantern too. That looks pretty old school right there. No, because the old one used to like look like a unitard with black True. coming out of it. Also, like for whatever reason, like everybody else can have normal looking. Like Flash can have a full body suit that's red. Green Lantern can have the green and black and actually look like you know a shirt and pants, but. For Batman and Superman, we gotta have the underwear on the outside. Right. I don't know. I will say though, have you guys seen the trailer for Edge of the Spider Verse or Enter the Spider Verse? Something yeah, like that. Yeah, it looks good. It looks good, and that costume looks good in the movie for some reason. But I don't know why it's like still frames. I'm like, it's questionable. But I'm with you, David. That I've seen it so much that I'm used to it. Yeah, it just yeah. It, it is what it is. But it's still good. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Overall, you know, this is a solid comic. Um, it's a good all ages comic too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they probably rate it teen. Probably uh, just to attract other readers, like we were talking about last. Yeah, week. yeah. it's it's rated T, um, but uh, it was enjoyable. I would give it four stars. All cool. right, cool. Who wants to go next? Um, I'll take it. Go for it, man. Beardless Dave. Yeah, Beardless Dave over here. Um, Dave I am going to review the Century. MA stick. But <laughs> all right, I, I can never grow a beard <laughs> ever. Yeah. Not that it could ever happen. I probably can't grow a beard. But anyway, <laughs> um, reviewing the Century by uh, Jeff Lemire and art by Joshua Casara, and it's the last issue in the miniseries Five of Five, and Bob Reynolds and the Century are dead, and it's something new to take their place. How would he die? 
Well, he's he's no longer Bob Reynolds, and he's no longer the century. He is something else. He evolved into something else. Yeah, really. And, yeah, and he it's he really cool. He's evolved into something else. Um, in the book, he um, he's he he always been fighting this void darkness that's inside him, right? And he's finally fed up with fighting it, and he's accepting it. And now that he's accepted it, and there's there's no conflict between them. They are in harmony, and he became something else. Um, so he's not Bob. He's not the century. He hasn't given himself a name yet. He's not even um, the void either. He's not the void either. Yeah. So it, it was really cool. Um, Is it spinning into else? I'm hoping they don't drop this idea because I would really like to see what happens with him. Um, at the end of this book, like the, well, throughout the series, the scout, his like sidekick, he is very bitter and has been wanting to have the spotlight. So he's trying to steal in that little the, universe that Bob goes into at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah because uh, Doctor Strange and Iron Man they built this like a pocket universe, I guess, or a dream universe. It's um, and he used this this machine called the Conflector, where he's able to go and be the Sentry and without the uh, the worries of the Void coming out and taking over the I world. I vaguely remember when we reviewed it that the first yeah. issue. first issue. So. Yeah. Um, so this, the scout, uh, Billy, he's trying to get this sentry formula so that he can become the sentry and, and, and overthrow Bob because he's very bitter. Um, yeah, it's the, yeah, it's the basically it's the super soldier silver serum that made him the sentry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, scouts trying so to get it. Did you have an adverse reaction to it? Is that what happened? Uh, well, like it, it, it didn't work out with it, right? Uh, well, I, I kind of the way I scheme later. No, I, I was I always want to say that it's basically a split, a split personality thing. I oh. think it was kind of like a result of it, like the trauma. Okay. In my mind, I, this is how I justify it. it's like the trauma of. I never read the century that so, early, so I wouldn't yeah. know. So that's kind of the thing, you know. It's because he's OP. You got to give him a. You got to give him a weakness, like his weakness is himself. It's his kryptonite. Yeah. So it it's funny because I read both all the all the comics except for one here. So I'm like, yeah, I can chime in on everything. <laughs> um, but the uh, so Billy's trying to overthrow the century. He ends up getting the the super serum power, and uh, he is having a hard time controlling the power, and it like is destroying him. And and century is after he he has like accepted the void and became more than the century and whatever he became. He's trying to get Billy to to calm himself down, but it doesn't work out. And then. Um, he ends up having to kill him. Spoilers, yeah. and it was awesome. It the way was. that whole scene. It was. Ooh, awesome. I think I might have. To um, back it, it but then the, uh, the, 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 the Avengers, great. the Avengers show up to try and face off with uh, with Century or whatever he became, and they don't stand a chance. Um, and they basically just let him go. He's like, you know, you guys can't stop me. The reason and why is they because they kind of let him go, and they're like, well, what's going to happen now? And they're like, and Cap is like, well, we don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy, but we'll find out soon enough, and that's right. where it leaves off. So it's like I, he's flying well, off into space somewhere, and it's know, like the reason why they couldn't beat him is because they didn't bring Ghost Rider along. That's true. The only Avenger that didn't show up. I was like, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> but Babysitting yeah. your brother. It was. It's. It's been so good, and like it. It, it was kind of slow the first couple issues, but at issue three, I was so it hooked. Up. Yeah, I was yeah. hooked on issue three and. Um, it ended strong. Three, four, and five yeah. were fantastic. Even here, like all the crazy stuff that the century was doing, like yeah. with uh, Cranio. So uh, I, I got Cranio, Cranio, Cranio or Cranio? Cranio, yeah. Cranio. He just straight up, he's but, like, oh, uh, you think you control this? Crush. Yeah, <laughs> it was so great. Oh, so you man. guys, if you haven't read Jeff Lemire's The Century, um, if you want to pick it up in single really issues, do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah the art is fantastic, by the way. Um, I forget the guy, the guy's name, Joshua Kassara. Kassara. Yeah. Kassara, but uh, yeah, it's... Art's fantastic. Um, it's 
uh, kind of like a realistic, not too cartoony. Some some of the panels like, are very brutal. There's echoes of of Lionel U. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I will say Lemire knows how um, to make personalities for characters. Like gives characters life. And yeah. I don't know how he does it. He did it for me with Old Man Logan. He did it with the Sentry. He's done it with Green Lantern when he was on New Fifty Two. Like he knows how to bring out character, like personalities of characters. Mm-hmm. Arrow, yeah. Or did I say Green Lantern? Green. Oh shoot! Sorry. Yeah, I mean, Green, Green Arrow. Arrow. I, it's because I keep seeing the Green Lantern over here, like, but Green Arrow, like, he knows how to how to make these characters come alive. In my opinion, yeah. Even with his own stories, like Gideon Falls, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Descender, like, they're great. He knows he knows the characters. I feel like he does research. Like he literally, he's probably one of the ones that sits down, reads about the old stuff, and then yeah, probably he does in. a lot of research. And on top of that, he's probably fans of these characters, and right, you know, so he, he really takes it to heart when he's writing them, and he writes right. them really well. Um, I just, but I, uh, I worry about whoever brings up the next century again. I'm yeah. like, man, you got big shoes to fill. Yeah, but it, definitely. But I really want to know what happens next. So I, oh, I hope yeah. they don't drop this idea of what happened to Bob here um, because it was, it was awesome. I loved this five issue miniseries. Um, if you haven't read it, definitely read it. Um, I'm going to give it a 4.5. Oh, totally. I want them to, I want him to come back. I want Lemire to be like, I'll give you another five. He's done a right? That was his last book. I'm not 100%, but. But it was awesome. If it was his last book, it's the way to go out. It's the way to go out. Heck yeah, it is. Perfect. That sounds like a fantastic read. I actually am looking forward to that. Yeah. Definitely check it out, guys. It was so good. You said it was 4.5? Yeah, I'm going to give it 4.5. Almost perfect. Um, The only reason just that. What would have kicked it over? It was just those two issues at the beginning. A little slow for me. Slow burn? Um, Yeah, it was kind of. Yeah, it was just. I I wasn't super into it. But that's Lemire, though. Lemire loves. Yeah, kind So if you if you read it in the in the trade, so this is probably gonna be a five yeah, for me. Yeah, and if I read it in the trade, it probably would have been a five. But having to wait a month for the next book to come out, and then yeah. a month for me to actually get hooked to the to the the, the, the title, um, that's the only reason. But okay. if I had it in the trade, I probably would have sat down, I would have read it in just one sitting, and I, it would have been phenomenal. So hmm. that's the only reason. Just it started off a little slow, but other than that, it was great. Okay, yeah. bearded Dave. All right. So the one that I picked, it's funny because we three Marvels. It's crazy. Uh, I was going to pick Sentry, but then yes. I was like, good thing I read another book. <laughs> uh, I'm going with X-Men Red, and this one is with John Taylor, and the last name is Antonio. I don't know his first name. Uh, I, I almost read that one, too. Ro- Roger Antonio? Just for, yeah, Roger. Roger Antonio. And this is uh, a continuation of just Jean Grey's team, and it's basically a battle between... Jean Grey and Cassandra Nova with uh, Rachel Grey, Rachel, or Rachel Summers mm. involved, and it's epic. I love it. This is one of the reasons why uh, they intro- like Cassandra Nova is one of my favorite X Men villains because she just doesn't care about mutants, and it shows with her in this series, blowing people's heads off, snapping necks, and just like wants to eliminate all the mutants and no, no and no care. Like she just wants to do it with a snap of fingers and. Jean Grey being the OP uh, telepath that she is now, even without the, uh, Phoenix, the Force. Phoenix, Force, Phoenix Force, Phoenix Force, is fantastic. It, it was beautiful. I don't know if you guys want to pass this around, but it was it I was a beautiful it. read. It looked amazing. Uh, Tom Taylor really knows his characters, and it's such an epic. It shows, uh, we talked about it earlier, it just shows that Jean Grey can be a strong hero, not be a glass cannon that she has been before. Mm-hmm. The broken character with the Phoenix Force. Like, she's able to stand on her own. Everyone, and I loved it because everyone in her team was like, hey, let me help. Let me help. She's like, no, I got this. I got to do this on my own. I can handle this. Like, like hold my beer mm-hmm. kind of thing. 
and she kills it in this issue you know it is absolutely crazy and even at the end she's like we got to get ready for war like she's like get Neymar get the Atlanteans we're going to war and it is hardcore like I'm like yes make it happen you know it's one of the it's one of the series like I know I praise the X-Men a lot but this is the one where I feel like this it's a great costume redesign oh yeah hands down and I feel like it's one of those issues where it's just such a fantastic starting point for a new for the character coming back a good solid team fantastic art and oh it looks just, great dude. just yeah. amazing the art looks you know? really good and it's it's just really good uh, there's some certain things that i wish it would kind of drop in the story mode but it's such a small moment that i don't really care i would just recommend it hands down if you're not a fan of the x-men or you're tired of like having we talked about like x-men uh blue black red gold all uh, the colors uncannies. of the rainbow. You know, like they <laughs> dropped Adjective. like I like I've been reading all of them. I thought they were great. This one's fantastic. Like hands down, I think X Men Red is a five five out of five. Just going through it issue by issue, week to week, month to month, whatever it's dropping right now. And great cover art too. Like each cover has a different hero on it. It's amazing. When did Nightcrawler grow a beard? Uh, w- like right there. Like literally in this. Yeah. Yeah. literally it's uh ever since he started having a relationship with rachel summers it's just like if you wanted a beard it's just the way it is but it looks dope though oh no that wasn't it that was still that was still good though yeah but yeah no highly recommend it and like i said cassandra nova is just such a good villain she's kind of i would almost feel like she's the modern day magneto in my opinion when it comes to okay you know mm. she's a villain you don't like her you know she's the villain she's got the interest of her own perspective of humans rather than mutants but it's so good and she nice and it's just like two tell it's like a classic like xavier shadow uh well, man, well that's the, the thing you know shadow king duel because sometimes so often today they they want to build backstory into the villains mm. to make them sympathetic characters and it doesn't always work. And sometimes oh. you just want your villains to be that, like, right? And you know I, that's I how I am. I want them to beat this person. And you know back. that's how I I am. When they introduced her back in Morrison's run, where she uh, destroyed the Genosha, she made an entire island extinct. I was like, damn, you're such a, you're yeah. evil. Yeah. You're evil. You're gonna get yours. And she was like, yeah, I killed them all. So what? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, it was really like, accept it. I did that, and I'm gonna do it again. That's so cool. it's just great. I mean, she walks into a she walks into the Xavier Institute with all the mutants there, like Kitty Pride and stuff. A little mutants can the only one person that can see him is a little kid mutant. And it's like she's like, Oh, you're so innocent. So oh, you have so much potential, snaps the neck. Yeah. <laughs> and just keeps doing what she wants to do. Like no one else can see her. This little innocent kid's like, Oh hi, snap. Ugh. She's cold, dude. Snapping little kids. Yeah, next. dude. I was Jeez. like, make it happen. Love it. So good. Five out of That's five. That's cool. I need to catch up with that. Yeah. All right. Um, so, all the way up until this point, I've been conflicted on what to review. Dude, uh, Justice League. My no, action. I'm actually gonna go action. <laughs> action 1004, mainly because Justice League Odyssey is just. It would be a very short. Like I love everything about this book. The the art, the story so far. It's only the second issue, but I like what Joshua. This big cosmic story that he's telling. But it's late. Real quick though, what's up with Time all the bandit love? What's all up the, with all the foil covers DC's doing? Oh, the foil covers aren't they awesome? Yeah, what, did I don't they know why they're doing it, but they're it's cool. It, it's just an October gimmick. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Tell like, me that this cover yeah. though to action isn't spectacular. No, no, it is pretty. This I just one didn't know why they were doing them. Oh, not my favorite. Yeah, I wasn't sure no? why either, but they're cool. Right. Really? Yeah. Like the knife uh, above dope. the the Canadian geese, kind of you know, <laughs> all, all blue. Not my favorite. The best one was uh, Stanley Lau's Supergirl. Oh yeah. The Nightwing was Her blue eyes. Yeah, of course it's freaking art germ or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That's it. But, I mean, <laughs> you know, they're all pretty good. Even the Wonder Woman was great. I yeah, think they're they all needed, they all look great. They I needed really like him them. like lasering the geese. <laughs> <laughs> slow roasting. <laughs> slow roasting. Just missing because just he was looking yeah. where they were. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, Not looking where they're gonna be. Oh my um, so I'm doing action 1004 because this particular, I think action is the stronger of Bendis's two series. Because Gleason, right? Gleason's no, not Gleason's art. not on art for this one. This was oh. uh, Ryan Sook, which is still really good. But he is on action, though, normally, right? Uh, he was. He what? got moved over to... that. I guess that's some comic book news. Is it? Yeah, I forgot. Gleason is going to be doing... Um, oh, what's that? It's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, Anyways, he did the first three issues. Though. It, it was, yeah, the first three issues, but it. what is Gleason moving to? He's doing um, Connor Kent... I think Tim... Oh, Young Justice. Is it Young Justice with yeah. Impulse? Yeah. It's like all it's them. The but it's the Young like, Justice. It's, it's not it's the not, cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, it, but it's not the cartoon. Right. It's not... Oh. It's, it's not the Dam- Young Justice. It's not Damien and John. It's no. Connor Kent, and Bart Allen. Yeah. Like, but they're kids. They're doing a Young I'll, Justice comic? Yeah. yeah. I'll Bendis read that. But freaking Bendis. Oh, Bendis? Okay, yeah. never mind. Yeah. That could be cool, though. I'll, anything like Bendis right now for me is trade for sure. Like, I'm just waiting for trades. Well, I did, I guess, <laughs> so, um, so I will say that Ryan Sook needs to do more than just covers. Um, he needs to do more interiors because um, there's a couple of moments in here that I think he does really well, uh, yep. and I like uh, his pencils or whatever it is that he does. But <laughs> whatever. What I don't know if he's digital. I don't know if he's. But like this page, I think is pretty freaking great. Um, yep. Describe the page. Well, I was getting to that, Matt. If you just, you know, <laughs> just this I got I got to work up to that though, because it's kind of a big moment in the comic. Oh, okay. But anyway, so this particular series, um, Lois has been gone. She went off with, with John into space with uh, Jor El, to go on some like, cosmic, I don't know, sightseeing journey to give John like something. I, to me, that was still stupid. You don't have to send John. Off. I, I think just Bendis was. Trying to, do some, trying to do fly. something different. <laughs> yeah. Trying to do something different than what Gleason and uh, Tomasi did without undoing what they did. You know what I mean? So he, Well, he, he did undo the whole family thing. <laughs> yeah, he buried the family. Yeah, he totally did bury the whole family so, thing. So, I mean, like I said, this is... this is. I'm pretty sure DC came back and said... You bring them back now. Yeah. <laughs> right now. Yeah. Um, because the, the, one of the, the mysteries is where uh, where Lois has been because she actually hasn't been with John. She's been back. There's been these seeds like Clark's been looking for. And so it turns out uh, last issue he ran into her. In this issue we find out what she's been doing and why she hasn't said anything because they almost spun it as if, you know, something like there was like some sort of thing in their marriage that you know was there was like a wedge between them or something mm-hmm. and it wasn't the whole the whole thing which i thought this is one of the things that i kind of thought was lame was she came back and i guess she just 
felt like she needed to write. So she secluded herself so, to start working on a new book. That was the gist of it. But so she's like, not carrying Barry's love child? No. Oh, it would have been. It would have been Lex's. Sure. Those are the rumors. Yeah, there, there were rumors of Lex. Lex, yeah. Wow. But, uh, but yeah, so it, that I thought was kind of lame. But so the buildup is, you know, when they first meet, you know, it builds up to this, this Superman and Lois kiss in the middle. So I think Ryan Sook did a pretty good job on art all the way through this. That art is stellar. Yeah, this it's pretty it works for for what they're going for some of the dialogue in this is very hokey bendis like me and was it was it you that we were talking yeah like, there's a ton of baby 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 that yeah lois, lois says just calls clark, clark baby a million times never and just does not. ever have i ever like you said like, yeah she's it's never always been smallville or clark, clark. or honey i think or honey whatever. even yeah. sometimes but baby was never a pet name she used for also him. this it double splash page work. is freaking great it's soups doing like everything that he Going around the world, can, and yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd like so. There's some really good stuff in this, but at the same time, like I said, this is a really conflicting read for me because there's elements that I like. You know, the, yeah. so far the artists that he's been working with have been really solid, and so the books are pretty and they're good to look at. But then there's elements like some of the hokey dialogue or the fact that we don't have John and Lois prominently featured like we we had them in the Tomasi mm-hmm. and Gleason run um, but I'm intrigued by this villain the Red Cloud that um, we still don't know is who the identity is and is supposedly going to be revealed in, in 1005 because it says down here at the bottom next mm-hmm. the Red Cloud revealed um, and there are funny like gag moments that Bendis isn't able to kind of make me chuckle on like one of the things, like, when Clark comes back to the Daily Planet after doing some reconnaissance, he's like, yeah, there's supposedly this new mafia boss named the Red Cloud. And Perry's like, the Red Tornado? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no, the Red Cloud boss. And he's like, yeah, let's run with the Red Tornado. You know, kind of like he's trying to push mm-hmm. that front page kind of, like, newspaper spin. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm... There was some. It was some yeah. funny. I forget what Clark says, but he's yeah. like, "See what I did there?" He's yeah. like, "Yeah, I do." See yeah, what you did thanks, there. Perry. Yeah. So there was, <laughs> there was some good. There was some good dialogue that he threw in there, but then there was just like some parts that were just hokey. So it's really conflicting. I liked the 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 panels. It was like three panels or so. But when uh, he he's talking to Perry and, and Jimmy, and he points at the uh, the Death of Superman poster up uh, that's framed oh. up, and he's like, "The good old days, right?" And Jimmy's like, "Yeah, the good old days." <laughs> it was kind of funny. <laughs> and what was funny was is that that cover. Let me see if I can't find it. Is the cover to Heroes in Crisis that Ryan Sook, the artist, did yeah. <laughs> for that yeah. series? So it was it was cool little. So it got a little there. meta right there. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so I think Ryan Sook is on the next issue also. He's going to be one of the rotating artists, and I hope they keep him kind of doing some interiors because he's been doing – I've noticed a lot of covers that he's done. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I haven't seen a lot of his interiors, but I really like his interiors. I really like this. Would you say he's like book. the next like Jorge Jimenez where he was like – he was doing a lot of interiors for Superman, and all of a sudden they're like, do you want to be part of it? And he was like, yeah. And he's like, do you want to be part of Justice League too? Like, yeah, <laughs> it'd be nice. He's I've always liked his covers. Yeah, uh, every time they did a Ryan Sook cover, I was always like, "Dude's legit." Mm-hmm. But I never. I don't think I've. I think this is the first book that I've seen where he's done full interiors. Okay, see, I'm for me, sure. I think he did. I think he did a Superman series that. Um, I think he might have done an issue of Superman American Alien. Okay, with Max Landis, I'm not positive because there was a bunch of there was different artists on every issue of that. 
I know that the one of the main covers for that series was him. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if he did the interior, so I'd have to double check. But I remember liking all the art pretty much through that whole series. So that I, if he was on that, that would definitely be one of the ones that I'd... I would have enjoyed, but I really liked the interiors on this. And that was, uh, that was really one of the higher selling points is the, the thing that's kept me going on some of these where I'm just kind of like, uh, sometimes with the story is that there, there's a lot of really high class artists working with Bendis. Yeah. So, so do you feel like, Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you're right. Oh, I was just going to ask, do you feel like Bendis is cutting it out as a, for you as a Superman writer or is he being, kept afloat because of the artist that he's working with. I think it's a little bit of both right now. I'm still waiting. I'm giving all of them a full story arc. Okay. And I'm going to judge it based off of the the entirety, the totality of the first arc. Okay, because he's gone monthly, right? Yeah, he's okay. he's gone monthly, and I can't imagine not reading Superman. So, therefore, I, yeah. Yeah, I really don't want to not read Superman, but we'll see. My My big thing is it's... I, like I've said many a time, Tomasi and Gleason were that magic combo. Even Jurgen's run, like I, I, I talk so much about Tomasi and Gleason, but even Jurgen's run on action when he came back uh, for Rebirth was really good. Also, like he mm-hmm. clearly had a story in mind, and and both action and and uh, Superman were were fun to read. You know, like the, I just looked forward to both of those books for different reasons, but they were both top top books on my pull. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like you know. I mean, those were the two writers and authors that, uh, or uh, creative teams, creative teams, yeah, that got me into them because you know I was always like I can't stand Superman, he's not interesting at all. But then all of a sudden it's they like they made him interesting. They made him interesting you. for yeah, me, and as then an outside, yeah. And I do feel kind of jaded that they brought Bendis and is like, yeah, we're gonna stop you guys from doing your stuff. Yeah, they should not have given him both books. Well, that's what they, you know. That's what I was going to ask you because he's writing both stories. I kind of expected them to follow maybe common plot threads, mm-hmm. you know, not necessarily be that you have to read both of them, but for both of them to really feel centered on the same storyline, you know, like intertwining um, a little why bit. Why give them? Yeah. Why give them both? I don't know. Right. The, to me, they should have let Tomasi and Gleason go for however long they wanted to go on Superman and give him action because I think action is the better story out of the two so far. Not that I – there's elements of his Superman run that I've liked. There's the, the little 90s kid in me is like, oh, he's fighting all of them in the Phantom Zone. <laughs> and so there's there's parts of me that like go there and I'm just like, yes. And then there's – then like the adult side of me is like, okay, we need to like – balance this out I, with some of like the the heartfelt stuff that uh, was in I literally see you, you know, like the other a one. nine-year-old self with like I don't know why like the little kid tooth coming out like oh, oh my yeah. god this is amazing Stand, that's standing how, on like, his bed with yeah. the comic in the air yeah, like, <laughs> dude that was me that was like me the in the kid, 90s when the they kid did the in death a, of Superman the kid in, in Incredibles where he's like in the tricycle he's like that <laughs> was amazing yeah. that's what I picture you dude that, oh that literally was me as a kid dude I'm not joking what you were saying Jonathan with having him just pick up action would have made sense because with the previous um, creative teams for Action and Superman, I felt the Superman title was better than Action. Um, and now that the Action title is better than Superman, I feel yeah. like because Action, in my opinion, wasn't as good as Superman before, give Bendis Action and it would have been an improvement um, on what it was. And then Superman, I think, is taking a hit because I liked the previous stuff. Yeah, the previous, but, don't get me wrong, that, that's going to be a creative team that goes down... In history, 
Bit History is one of the best creative teams for that. And they need I, – I hope to God they come back and yeah. do more Well, I, we, in that vein we, too. And we kind of mentioned like he kind of killed the whole family thing. And even in this book, um, Lois is saying that – like telling Superman or Clark that – we're not normal, so why are we yeah, trying and I don't to be get normal? Why, I don't so get why we can be apart. Like we don't need to be together all the time. Is that something? Jonathan that could be in space and doesn't matter. Like he, they, they. To- I feel like this whole issue killed the whole family thing that was built in this previous run, and now it's going to just be Superman by is that, himself. Is and that something that they revealed though in the last right. issue? Huh? Is that something you just mentioned? It We're just happened sport. in this book. It happened. In no, this no, issue. but is that something that she kind of like got a revelation in the last issue beforehand? No. In the last revelation, we saw her at the very end. Superman found out Lois was on Earth, and he shows up, and he's like, "Honey," and she's like, "Oh, hey, Clark," and takes off a wig. Right. Oh, but there was not like she. she they shouldn't go into like a little things like, "Yeah, we're not special." I mean, no. Like I saw everything. That was, like Jarrell gave was me a history lesson. No, it that was, was all it was pretty issue. much. It, she basically says in this issue like. Yeah, you know, like I really don't need to be there, like looking over John because he was fine, like you know all this stuff. And I, I kind of was getting in the way, like being. And then they were they were mom. too far in deep space. Dude, he's like and none. She wasn't I safe. know. Right. I don't and, care and that she he's was like I yeah. wasn't safe out there. Yeah. Well, it wasn't even. Isn't his power still a little wonky where it's like you can't guarantee that he's got bulletproof skin one day but and the they next did day say, it's kind of like he does? Yeah. But they did say, I'm not sure if it's power-wise or just personality-wise, she said that as soon as they got out there that he grew up and matured and really grew into his own. So what maybe, I'm hoping maybe is that he, he doesn't come back and change the character from that innocent boy. That's what I really don't want him to do I because like in the they, Super Sons thing right now with Tomasi, big time. it's so fun having him like just being that, be that positive kid. I feel like he's going to be a completely different character when he comes back. I really because I do don't. like him as like the counterpart to Damien, where Damien's just like broody, like you he is a baby you Robin. You can't being change like, that. You can't like, <laughs> and he's me, just like, like that's the dynamic. I feel like when he comes back, he's gonna he's his uh, his playfulness is gonna be gone. He's gonna be a much more serious, calculated type of. He's character. gonna be a Superboy Prime, where he's like, "You guys ruined comics. Yeah, <laughs> you ruined it all." If yeah, that's the I case, just, then then DC needs to fire Bendis and say it was all a bad dream and bring back. <laughs> yeah, because I think that's the only thing that kind of shook me was the fact that he's in it. Because I will say Bendis did great in Marvel with his main characters, his standalone characters. But when he when he got spread out then to events, I was like, eh, okay. And then it gave me a bad taste that he took over. The like, other thing that worries series me that is I liked. He's writing like another four, five, six, six books. books or whatever because he's got well, Action Superman. He's got Scarlet. He's got yeah, well, he has, United he has States, four or five of his own. United yeah. States yeah. versus and Cover, Cover, and Pearl. Pearl, Powers, Powers. Yeah. He's United still, States versus Murder Inc. Still being written. It's a new volume's coming out. Oh, but yeah. this is my thing. How much of the Superman story that he's playing into is going to involve Doomsday Clock wrapping up? I don't know. Yeah. I don't have a clue. Yeah, that, that's so another you, thing. Are you he saying he's kind of like? Are you saying he's kind of like buying time right now? He's like, I got to. Or Jeff Johns set something up that he has to play in these guidelines until that's done. Okay, okay. so, well, when Doomsday Clock ends, yeah. I want a new Superman series with <laughs> Tomasi and Gleason and the very first panel, full page 
It was all a dream. (laughs) Is Clark going, ah, you know, waking up from a really bad dream. Or him punching (laughs) Dr. Manhattan so hard. Just that it changes just reality. All of a sudden, reality <laughs> it, changes it back. That, it does that classic. He punches hit. like Doctor Manhattan back into the, the rebirth. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, hi, Lois. Hi, John. We're it back. It does that to- hit where it's just like whack, and, and it's like face, 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 face. Yeah. And it's like and Doctor Manhattan. Yeah. Looks like Bendis. Looks like a, <laughs> he looks like a blue Bendis. <laughs> Because with Manhattan, that's probably one of the only characters Superman could go 100% against, yeah. right? Like right. Him, Doomsday, Darkseid. Yeah. Those are the ones that I he do. Like, unleashes full <laughs> yeah. potential on. I want to see an actual toe-to-toe fight like that. I really want whatever confrontation is building in Doomsday Clock to be a spectacle. I right. really yeah. want it. I, but I don't want it to be like mindless. I really want it to be like two awesome. titans going after each other, where it is basically they hit each other and they're creating galaxies. Yeah, I need to see <laughs> Superman know? let loose. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying though, because whatever Rails Doomsday Clock is on, this has to involve that somehow, right? Shape or form. You, you would know? think. I'm just. You would think that they have some kind of plan going. So they do. It's it just. Jones. It just feels like. I don't know. I haven't read any of these, but it just feels like the way I read Batman, the way I read Green Lantern, the way I read other comics other than Superman. And from what I hear, it feels like Superman is being held back while all the other characters are still developing with Doomsday Clock around them. You know, it's almost as if the other ones aren't waiting for something to happen. Like you guys mentioned around, it's like we're waiting for something to happen. Doomsday, Batman's still going and nothing's happening. Uh, Guardians. Green Lanterns, Green Lantern, Hal Jordan is still going. No stopping there. Well, I take that back because we're waiting for the new creative team to take over right it was it, going and there right. was there was clearly a plan that Vin right. had it's just one of those things where i feel like superman's like you mentioned is like waiting for doomsday clock to end but i'm like it's, this is the only comic that's kind of expecting it or if it feels like well, it's kind know. of being I, I don't know if i necessarily feel like that i i, I think it's entirely plausible mm-hmm. with because of the fact that jeff johns is writing doomsday clock um but i don't know you know there's the reason i decided to review this this particular title is just because of how weird it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. Whereas before the previous Superman creative team, like I, I had nothing but love for like every issue, like just made me feel really good reading it. Right. This one, there's parts of me that feels really good. And then there's parts of me that I'm just like, what are you doing? Well, and then parts of me that I'm just like, this, that's so stupid. And then parts of me are like, Oh my God, that's cool. And that's so, why I was asking you how you feel about it. Because of the fact that I remember every other week I would see you and you're like, Man, this Superman stuff is freaking awesome, dude. And I'm like, okay, I'll read it. And then you won me over with it. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard that with this. You yeah, know, I don't hear the. If you're gonna read the same, either of the two, right there. If yeah. you're if you're gonna read either of the two books, read action. In my opinion, read action. Mm-hmm. I think there's a there's a better story there. Um, if you just kind of want fighting and punching, fighting and punching, want Superman, then Superman. which, like I said, ten year old Jonathan, twelve year old Jonathan, freaking, you know, oh, like, oh my God, they're fighting. Like yeah, like okay. that's Superman right now. But there's a little bit more of a, uh, I think a, a more cohesive story happening here. Right, right. But there's elements that I'm still kind of, uh, what are you doing to my characters? You know. Right. So, um, okay. I'm gonna give it a. Um, Dude, this is so hard. Like, I'm, I'm curious. There's things I really like, and then there's things. I'll go. Um, I feel like this will be the lowest rating of a Superman that you'd ever give it. I'll go three and a half. Oh, I guess yeah. I knew you were gonna say three. Dang. Yeah, <laughs> three and a half. Um, not bad. 
the art's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Ryan really Sook, is. Ryan Sook, two thumbs up, man. That guy needs to be on more interiors. You need to DC. You need to dump some freaking cash in front of that guy's house mm-hmm. and get him to do more interiors. So that his yeah. covers are great, but <laughs> his interiors are, are even freaking more awesome. Huh? Like that thirty thousand, whatever. <laughs> the Bendis cash. Yeah, the, ben, the fifty. Bendis does not deserve whatever amount of money uh, they paid. Dollars, whatever they gave him, like <laughs> they should have top of the twelfth. What? Top of the twelfth. Oh, no, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, I was just like, mm. they should have spent that money on Jonathan Hickman. That was a good pitch, though. Well, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. could have, would have, shoulda, man. Yep. Legion of Superheroes. I, uh, Is that wait? Legion of Superheroes. That's Did he with Jonathan Hickman? Jonathan Hickman wanted to do. Yeah. Really? He mentioned that. Yeah, okay. he's like, he loved the Legion. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. See, that's one of those things where it's like, man, we he's doing so much. We could be having 100 issues of Tomasi and Gleason wait, wait, wait. Superman but and what? Legion of Superheroes by Jonathan Hickman. But what does that mean? They just couldn't, DC as a publisher, couldn't afford to get another writer? Or I, like, you know, I assume like, that's got to be it, man. It's, it's just like sports. You gave too much money to one team for I one player. You, you know, you got the game. Yeah, you put, put all your money on the quarterback and yeah. you don't yeah. have a team to now build you have around to pray him. to God that the wide receivers can catch. <laughs> so there you go. I don't know. That's weird. We know that Bendis is capable of writing good stories. Yeah. Even and recently, like it. Defenders, that was a good book. Yeah. You know, he, it's, he's there. Yeah. I think he needs to get off of his High ego horse. horse yeah. Like, and think, you know, the white stallion that he thinks he's riding in on to save everybody. Because there was yeah. nothing he needed to that save That and in also, maybe it's just not as, as, as bad as we're saying it, we think it is, but be, just because before it was just so much. Because the bar was, so was set. Well, yeah, the bar yeah, was so the, high. The bar was set And high. it's not that it's bad. It's just it's not as it's good not as it was. Well, this is it's what I'm curious, was, too. It's not even that it's not as good. It's just it's different. It is. Before. It's way different. And it's. it's that it's, whole family, that whole family dynamic is gone. And that's what I was really enjoying about mm-hmm. the previous Superman. And this runs. is what I'm kind of want to see, too, is I want to see someone read this that what, didn't read the old run. I want to hear like from fresh one, eyes yeah. and fresh okay. without fresh, a without a I guess a bias opinion. Right, exactly. And I, I just want to see what it is because some kids and they'd be like, yeah. oh, it's cool, you know. Right. And see if they like it and then and then see And that's what the other tough thing think. with being a, a comic reader is there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of baggage that we come and approach these with. So it's like, well, right. I really love this series, but I really didn't like and this you, series. And you, know? you don't like change. A lot of us yeah. don't like change. When, when a writer gets switched or an artist gets switched, we don't like it. All I know is I asked Patrick Gleason on Twitter when he was in the middle of his Superman run, please tell me that you're going to be on Superman for a long time to come. And he, his tweet back to me said, me and Tomasi have about 100 issues planned. Mm-hmm. They ended their run at 45. Yeah. I want... Another my 55 other issues. Maybe maybe what we were thinking about like this whole Bendis thing being a fluke or whatever and then their their other 55 issues are still going to happen. I hope so. Hey, for all we know, maybe they're still writing them. They're like... And this is just the plan for Doomsday Clock kind of like what Matt was saying. There's like, there's a plan and maybe this is part of it. I really hope so. But it would be really cool if we can get some Tomasi and... And Gleason right. back because Tomasi's going to write uh, Detective for a while. Ooh. Okay, yeah. So Detective is going to get really good here. <laughs> Detective has been good. I've been behind on Detective, but it was good when it first started. I yeah, was enjoying Tynan, it. Yeah, Tynan, and then yeah. it went yeah. more back to just being solo Batman title. Yeah, I, um, I, but yeah, I don't remember exactly when I stopped. I think I stopped reading Detective when I stopped on the, the when Orphan was like first coming. It like I know she was I stopped on the last focus. arc of Tynan's run 
because that's when things started to get bogged down for me, and I really had to start discerning what yeah. titles to read each week. So I have the final arc. I mean, I have all of them. I've been pulling the book. I just haven't read them. But I have, I have to get through the final arc of, of Tynan series, and then into I can't remember who took it over. But, yeah, I don't remember. But my my pull's been too big. I had to cut it down. Yeah, I've read the first two deluxe hardcovers for Detective, whatever that covers. Oh, you you got you're just getting into the meat of Tynan's. Yeah, he did. I think, he I has think four I, of them. Okay, you're like halfway. Not through. the deluxe hardcovers. The deluxe hardcovers are like two story arcs a piece, basically. Yeah, it's two trades put into one, and I have yeah, the first I'm two because the third one hasn't even printed yet. Yeah, I'm fairly certain it. it there's enough issue because it was bi-weekly. Okay, so yeah, so I, I'm fairly certain there's like six trades worth of of or tiny, more okay. of, of detective. If so I'm, yeah, I'm if pretty I'm far not behind. overshooting that, but. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty far behind. I've been wanting to collect the those deluxe hardcovers. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, do the same I hate thing. not being current yeah. on on the books. What's next? Uh, next is our lightning rounds. Who wants to go first? Anybody? I um, you got. One? I really don't have a whole lot. I was going to talk about the uh, the God Country book that Matt let All me right, borrow. Hang on, let but, me give you a minute, and then you but I I already did it for that question we had. It's okay. Can I talk about it some more? Now, now you, you get a full minute. A minute. Yeah. You ready? Uh, yeah. You can talk about whatever one. You can just whatever. All right. Um, so I already said that I, the recent trade I read was God Country that Matt let me borrow. It was really fantastic by uh, Donny Cates. Um, the art was dope as, as well, but it's basically, I'll give a quick little review about it, synopsis. Um, this family goes to take care of a uh, their their father. his father, and he's going through, he has Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's am I saying that right? Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's disease. Um and the wife is getting real frustrated having to take care of his father, his father-in-law. And uh, she's starting to run out. And as she's running out on him, some crazy tornado comes and starts tearing up the town. And with their tornado, these like dark spirits and monsters come out. And a magical, a magical sword comes flying through the sky. And these, this, this old man with Alzheimer's grabs it out of the sky and chops off this shadow beast's head. <laughs> and with it, with, with it in his hand, he has all his memories back. And he's not... Um, being affected by the disease anymore. So he doesn't want to let it go, but these gods come and they're wanting to take this sword That's back. Um, and That's your minute. Oh, Wrap it up. Was it was way too long for the we rest of the story. Uh, they wanted to get their, they wanted to get their, their sword, his swords back and yep. he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to give back. And there's a big fight Fights for him two. keeping it. We reviewed it too. So. Oh, did you? Yeah. Anyways, yeah. it was one. fantastic. Yeah, on the oh, show. We oh, okay. Nice. It was fantastic. Yeah, if you haven't read it, read it. Okay. Also, I was gonna do pick either Justice League Odyssey or, or uh, the Witching Hour Part Four. Oh, I thought someone I'm else waiting, actually, was gonna pick it, so I'm I chose waiting for that series to, to wrap up. I will review if 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 I'm if it wraps up by next week or uh -huh. the next two weeks. I'm gonna review it. All right, yeah. but uh, those were also really good books. So if you haven't been reading those, pick them up. Nice. All right, man. Yeah. I never have anything. I can never think of anything. Um, do, 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 do. I'll make it quick. I, I, I think I'll just go job related. Um, <laughs> in a sense of like, I, I think a couple of you guys know that I am a therapist for uh, an agency local. And I just want to throw it out there. And I know Johnny does it from time to time. But it was like, if you know, if you know anyone that's going through some drama, going through some issues and needs a helping hand, reach out to them. Tell them to look up their local therapist in the area to talk to stuff, talk about their problems uh, or help them find an escape like comics or anything like that you know help them uh, get the help that they need in general uh, other than that that's it I mean I'm pretty bare bones and 
boring at the moment. <laughs> Nothing exciting is going on. But like yeah. I said, yeah, just no reach need out. to go it alone. Yeah. Yep. Don't, and, don't know, ever, don't no matter what. Like and I go it alone. And I will say through the career that I've had, it's like everyone thinks that they're alone. But it's like if that was the case, I wouldn't have a job. You know. And that's one of those things. Like don't think that you're you're on your own with this stuff. Like there's groups in the area. I mean, you got Al-Anon for stuff like that. You know, you got NAs. You got depression groups, anxiety groups, all kinds of stuff. Go for it, man. Reach out for help. Word. Yeah. All right. Hang on. I oh. have one if no one wants to go. You have one? Mm-hmm. Go. Do it. All right. So I've been listening to the new Wolverine podcast. Oh, the Long, Long Night. Night. It's so good. It's pretty good. My only gripe with this so far is that Wolverine is like a character only in context. He's not actually a main character in the cast. But the story is actually pretty good. It's ending a comic book adaptation. But if you like basically murder mysteries that are like acted out and fictional it's a pretty good series it's 10 episodes i think episode eight just came out on normal podcast feeds if you have stitcher it's on stitcher the whole thing it came out this past spring but um it's kind of a cool murder mystery like cult thing you don't know what's going on if there's mutants or not wolverine's involved a little bit and it's just like well acted there's well done production there's like foley and effects and animal sounds and all the stuff but uh it's a good show. If you want more podcasts to listen to, check it out. Wolverine, The Long Night. It's good. It's pretty good. I gotta check it out. That would be fun to do. Yeah. I wanna I wanna do like hear more of stuff like that. Radio, you know. It's basically what yeah. it is. You yeah. just gotta make sure you yeah. got some good voice acting, yeah. you know? And the, the the podcast definitely does. So. Yeah, it's pretty good. All right. And for uh for my lightning round, I'm gonna do what I've been doing the last couple weeks, recommending a band or music artist to check out, and this week is going to be Miles Kennedy. I recommend his new solo album that came out a couple months ago called Year of the Tiger. Uh, really good, um, kind of not not necessarily hard. He 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 sings for Slash's solo albums right now, which the newest solo Slash album is fantastic. I'll probably do a review on that next week. But um, he's also the singer for my favorite band, Alter Bridge. But it's more of an acoustic-based kind of rock album. Uh, really freaking good. Uh, there's several tracks off of the album that I think are, are fantastic. Um, but uh, wholeheartedly recommend it. Great singer, great musician, great songwriter all the way around. Really one of my... Where Mark Tremonti is my favorite guitar player, he's probably one of my all-time favorite singers. Um, so there you go. That was really quick. Yeah. Oh, these minutes go by quick. It's a minute. Yep. What was his name again? Miles Kennedy. Miles Kennedy. Year of the Tiger. The totally tiger. worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's uh, there's there's several songs off of that album. The Great Beyond is probably my favorite. Hey, you only had a minute, bro. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's it's worth checking out. Yeah. So. You normally have good music recommendations. Yeah. Did yeah. anybody listen to? Uh, I'm curious. Did you ever listen to "In Walks Barbarella" by Clutch last week? No. Oh man. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I just. I'm just curious. It's. It's one of the only. It's the most. It's one of the only rock songs with a horn section lately that I'm just like, that's totally awesome. And it's not ska. I'm, it's I'm not ska. <laughs> Crazy. It's pretty freaking rad. Clutch is like an old school rock and roll band yeah. that's modern. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. And he's got yeah, a yeah. burly man voice. Oh, that's cool. But yeah. It, so the song's called In Walks Barbarella. Barbarella. Okay, I have to check it yeah. out. Yeah. It, 
don't ever try to figure out what he's actually singing about because it's just it's all concept based. It's right. not just like, oh baby, like love song type stuff. It's mm-hmm. a, it's about a space trucker that falls in love with Barbarella and there's gamma ray guns and yeah, it's it's like cool. It's, <laughs> it sounds like that. It's uh, fun. It's just fun music. All right, I'm gonna check one, it out. Roger? Um, I can I can uh, send you the uh, the link if you'd like. That's why well, I man you have a lightning round. Yeah, it's probably going to be in walks Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get a minute because I know I was like, you said that, and I was like, oh man, for like thirty seconds last week, I was all over that. I was like, I kind of yeah. need to listen to that. <laughs> Copyright strike. I know. Here we go. This is the. Song. But it's there's on a, there's a total horn section in this. That's pretty cool, actually. I can I can do thirty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This literally sounds like like an intro I'm down. To a show. Oh man, yeah. what does that remind I'm me of? I got I, I don't know. For some it's, it's fun. It's fun. It, it's such a great song. It's the best song in my opinion off that album. It doesn't sound nothing like it, but for some reason it kind of brought me back to like Cowboy Bebop, where it's just oh like, yeah. If, like I know what you're intro. talking about that that um, that bebop type yeah. kind of jazz thing, but mm-hmm. it's not jazzy; it's more bluesy based. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's just like like very seventies esque. It's dude, and the video it's totally like seventies oh, inspired. Check it out. The music video. Yeah, we'll, we'll finish it one <laughs> yeah. after the show. So anyway, no, that's it. I got nothing. All right, uh, do we have the FOCs? That's what's next. Right, yeah. Very quick this week. Very quick this week? Okay. Yeah. So don't read everything? Or, oh, it's well, just one page. No, you can probably read everything. All right, cool. Pew, pew. So the this is for November 5th, uh, FOC final cutoff for November 28th's releases. Delivery, yeah. yeah. Delivery? Okay. So we have Aquaman, Justice League, Drowned Earth, number one. That's going to be, I'm assuming, the conclusion to the Drowned Earth yes. story arc. Um, then we have Aquaman, Justice League, Drowned Earth, number one. Why are there two? Number one and number one? No, they're. Uh, did this get printed twice? Did this get printed twice, Roger? Teresa. Oh. oh. Got it. Kind of like the doom <laughs> with the witching hour. Got it. That's weird. All right. It is. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Uh, and then we have warning number one, and that's going to be on Image Comics with it's written in art and cover art by Edward LaRoche. Um. Should I just read the synopsis on that, Roger? Sure. All right. Uh, an enormous machine slowly materializes in a major West Coast city. Who sent it and why is a mystery, understood only by the malevolent beings gliding silently toward Earth through the inky vastness of space. In response, a multinational combat brigade called Gladiator 2-6 oh. is, de- is deployed. Outfitted with next-generation military science and weapons, they're tasked with stopping any extraterrestrial threat that emerges. What's Ma- Major West Coast City? Um, Warning. Lancaster? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, yeah. City, huh? Uh, then we have Dead Man Logan, one of uh, 12. Yeah, just stop. Who's writing that? Ed Brisson. Oh, man. Oh, isn't with that art by Mike Henderson. That's the conclusion of the Old, old Man Logan series. Yeah, yeah. Dead Man. Yeah. Dead means dead. They're killing Old Man. Yeah. Finally. Well, I mean, it, he had a good run, but dude, it doesn't matter because just like yeah. he'll he'll come back. Magneto. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's from a different him. universe. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but are they going to take the Hulk gang with them? But because they they're still them? here. 
Did they come with them? Yeah, yeah he came back. Uh, a lot of them. Well, a lot of From them were dead. Secret though. Wars and stuff. I thought there was only one one girl. I thought he killed everyone but one. Did this they? Time. I remember that one because it was uh what happened was because of Secret Wars like yeah. everyone came back and apparently Maestro Hulk from the whole Battle World was like yeah, we need a place and he grabbed all the Hulks and brought them to six one six, and then yeah. there was he was trying to make a world of Hulks with a nuke, huh. and then him uh was Old Man Logan and then one of the Hulk gang girls was like no we can't have that, <laughs> and he stopped them. Okay, there was a big no point no. I missed that story. It was Ed Breeson. It was not Lemire. It was not Lemire. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was not <laughs> good is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Got it. It was rough. All right. Uh, then we have Ironheart number one coming that out, written by Eve Ewing with art by Kevin Labranda. I'm going to go and out on a limb and say that's probably Al Ewing's wife. Yeah. I yeah. think so. I will oh, yeah, say huh. that the uh, the cover for Inland, that, Luke, that armor Luciano does not look good. Yeah. Like so the cover art? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The cover art armor. It's Amy Reader. No, it looked pretty. The, design. the oh, armor the was nice. But oh, the, the armor, armor. Nice. yeah, doesn't armor. look good. The yeah, design, it just looks yeah. like she's wearing a spacesuit. Yeah, and I'm like, mm. that was like the original design for Rescue. Do you remember that? Are you serious? Rescue Where, from, oh yeah, no, for no, Pepper Potts. Not that this one's like that. It's just the the original design for Rescue was really bad. Yeah. Oh, you're the, just the similarities. It only came to a well, point. Huh. The, it was the first Ironheart yeah, suit is good. Yeah. The one that looks just red and gold? And this yeah. one. Yeah, that and one was this one. She's no, got a new one. Have you seen this new one? Oh. Stop. Stop <laughs> right now. Stop it, Roger. <laughs> if she yeah. was... Over you know how stupid suit? I would put... Yeah, I would not put it right. past yeah. Marvel to have her in the Iron Man suit with a stupid it's, hoodie. It's all the rage. It just comes out <laughs> like... <laughs> 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 That's pretty good. A nano hoodie. That's their thing. We got to make it cool and appeal to more kids. Hoodie. That works. Have yeah. them do the Fortnite dance. Yeah, yeah. do the Fortnite <laughs> dance. Dude, everything revolves around Fortnite nowadays. Um, do you know there's a Fortnite dating oh, service? Yes. Are you oh, wow. What? That's weak. Yeah. <laughs> do you like playing How Fortnite? How sad is it that uh, you... I don't play Fortnite. You connect with people that play Fortnite on a separate service other than Fortnite what, to that, talk about Fortnite. Yeah. Is it, is it, let me guess. Is it called Fortnite and Chill? <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, man. If not, it should be, and they're hey, missing a mark. When you're the biggest game in the world, you can do whatever you want. This Fortnite's not really my thing, but I do play with my niece and her boyfriend because I have to play with my niece. All I know, the only appealing this. thing about Fortnite is that there's a John Wick skin. Yeah, there is. Is there? And I really, cool. yeah, they labeled it Jason Wick, but I don't oh. care. It, it looks like... Freaking Keanu Reeves yeah. from John Wick. <laughs> okay. And I would totally play that game as that character. It's not? No, I, I couldn't it find it. Book. Anyway, and then the last thing on this list is Jim Henson Labyrinth Under Spell, number one. And that's from Boom Studios, uh, written by Shane Michael Vindori, Vindori yeah. and various artists. Um, yeah, all new collection of never before seen series from Jim Henson's beloved fantasy classic Labyrinth. Oh. Which did you guys hear that? Apparently, they're moving forward with a sequel to Labyrinth. Movie? I didn't know that. Hmm. Why do they kill everything that's good? <laughs> <laughs> we don't know that it's going to be bad yet. Is it going to be good, Jonathan? Uh, probably not. Yeah, yeah probably not. <laughs> they're Bowie's, dude, Bowie's David not Bowie's man. dead. I, know, yeah, I was like, dead. Bowie's not in it, so it's not going to be good. <laughs> so I'm just right. thankful they haven't redone Back to the Future. Whew. Oh, if so, they ever, they're going to have to wait until I think we're. Zemeckis oh. is dead. Yeah, yeah Zemeckis Dude. is dead, and we're old and gray. If they try and redo Back to the Future, someone's going to get drop kicked in the throat. Yes, yeah, I'm not happy because that that that's still one of those movies that still is currently it's amazing, still. still awesome. Yeah, so. top of the thirteenth. I know, dude. Are you serious? There's yeah. thirteen innings right now. 
Yep. This going game was going by quick, and now it's like... They don't want to give up the ghost. No. They're clinging on. This one's going to hurt, L.A. fans. Yeah. Yeah, this is the slow death. <laughs> this this is hurt. killing them softly right now. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really afraid to go to work if the Dodgers lose. Because the clientele right. that I deal with is going to be unhappy. Yeah, they'll be a little upset. Yeah. A little bit. You pull just, them over, you're like, it, But so. the thing is, with L.A., it's a double-edged sword. If they win, they riot. If they lose, they riot. They riot. Yeah, it's like, what know? kind of riot yeah. do you want? A happy one or, or a really an angry, angry one? one? Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's just a city of arsonists. <laughs> we just want to burn everything down. Just want to burn everything down, man. So, all right. Uh, we're going to go ahead and shift over to the graphic novel um, that we picked this week. In case you guys were wondering... Um, the reason we have the two Daves on, Dave Squared, yes. is because <laughs> is because Johnny's out and Kayla was supposed to be our guest. So thankfully, both Daves kind of stepped in to fill in. Also, our condolences go out to Johnny because uh, he lost a family member this week. I believe it was his grandmother. His grandmother passed so, away. Yeah. Um, so our you know, thoughts are definitely with yeah, him. Cond- our condolences, Johnny. That's never easy. Um, and then I think Kayla ended up going to a concert. She just ditched us. Was like, sorry, oh, you yeah. guys. She went to it, Horror Nights. Horror Nights. That's what she went to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At Universal? Yeah. At Universal. Worth it. How she- dare she? <laughs> 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 I, I, I would rather be there right now. So hanging out talking about comedy. So, <laughs> screw that noise. Kayla at least has has uh, beardless Dave sympathy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still like. Seriously? She Dude, didn't tell me that. How, I, know the reason, I know that is because is awesome. I saw it on her Instagram story. Yeah, that's the only reason why I was just like, what are you doing? Pre-gaming? I'm like, get out of here. Get out of here. I'll see how it is. So anyway, the, the original plan was to review Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Oh, and yeah. we thought, well, since Kayla's not here, we're not going to review the book she chose because she's not here to review it. Right. I'll review it real so, quick. It was really good. I liked it. Okay. Well, you'll have to be on for that episode. Was it either. the Ray High arc? Probably I not. don't no, think so. More, I think Ray ago. came in yeah. an issue That's or two, two after that arc finished. Okay. Yeah. But um, so we were trying to last minute because I, I had walked in on when, Thursday. I didn't even make it in Wednesday. Thursday. And you had asked me, Roger had asked me, did you read Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur? And I had worked a lot of overtime this week. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. I can bring it to you later today. Because no, I was thinking like I needed to get it to you to read. And you're like, no, Kayla's not going to be in, so we got to find another book to read because that was her choice, and we're obviously not going to review it without her. Um, and so he's like, we got to figure out what to read. And so you would, you were going down all the trades that you had in on the wall, and I was like, let's do Gideon Falls. We're in October. We're nearing yeah. Halloween. Let's Halloween, do something creepy, horror. you know, horror, you know, type thing. This is the thing. Halloween episode technically. It, yeah. I, well, next week will be Halloween. Yeah, it's after Halloween. Is it after Halloween? Halloween. Yeah. Halloween. November 2nd. November 2nd. Oh, it's, yeah. Huh? It's going to be a long Halloween. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. Did there. Yeah. Wink and a nod. <laughs> no, he's, like, <laughs> he's like, I don't get it. <laughs> no, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so, um, so uh, you know, uh, I, I was two or three issues into Gideon Falls. I knew I was intrigued. I knew it was creepy Same. and um, appropriate for the time of year it is. Mm-hmm. And um, I almost feel like you guys either reviewed one or two issues of we this did. too. Yeah. So I was like, we I want to say it was like one in three. And I'm glad that we d- we're doing the trade because this, so full, this full story arc is really good. Yeah. Still um, doesn't answer everything, but it's no, still really good. Uh, no, Holy crap, a lot man. of questions. Like, yeah. Do you want me just to read the back as the pitch, Roger? Yes. How long is the back? It's just this little text right here. It's just a paragraph. This, 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 it's just a paragraph. Go ahead. It's half the All right. So the legend of the black barn, because that's what volume one is called, the black barn. Um, 
Legend of the Black Barn tells of an otherworldly building that has appeared and reappeared throughout history, bringing death and madness in its wake. Now its mystery ensnares and entwines the lives of two very different men. One, a young recluse obsessed with finding hidden clues within the city's trash. The other, a washed-up Catholic priest finding his place in a small town that hides dark secrets. Neither of them are prepared for what's inside the black barn. So this is the creative team of Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino. Um, They've teamed up several times, one on Dave's... Old favorite, Man Logan, yeah, Old yeah, Man Logan, and, Old Man uh, Logan run, and then Green Arrow, Green Arrow mm-hmm. back two, in fifty two, two good ones, man. So, um, I guess you would call this kind of a psychological thriller. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Psychological horror. Yeah. yeah. A lot of a lot of mental stuff, but there is a tinge of supernatural. And, yeah, supernatural suspense. Um, I mean, it's yeah. It really and, gets you guessing about what's going on. Yeah. And. And Lemire does what Lemire does best, those interpersonal relationships. Yep. He just knows how to flesh out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I've got a, I've got a quick question for the Daves, yeah. though, because you and I talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, so here's, here's one question for you guys. Who is Norton? Who is Norton? Yeah. Norton's the... Uh, He's the new... Norton no, is the, uh, the, the schizophrenic guy. Yeah, but, yeah, who, but is who is he? So in other words, did, did that did that come did that, into your thought process that oh Norton is like is he like does he the know devil something or something? No. Or? no. Okay, so I'm let me th- I'll throw it out there. So I I'll, think it went over your head. Yeah. Is, well, do you think, think Norton is the son and brother of Doc oh, but, Sutton and oh, the sheriff? That's what that's what I was gonna say. Like I was yeah. either in my mind I was either digging deeper. I feel like he is part of the Black Barn, or he was the son that came out of the Black Barn. Like I felt like the way it worked out was that he was a little kid and then he got sucked in and then he got spewed out into a city because he doesn't know anyone in the city. No one mm-hmm. cares about him. Out. And he's so ambitious about building the barn. Like he wants to recreate it. Yeah. I think he's trying to and get back. That's why he's digging through the trash. On the one yeah. hand, the, the dumpster diver, Norton, um, and and his shrink are one, one half of the story that, you know, he's trying to find these pieces of the black barn. Mm-hmm. On the other side, you have this priest um, who uh, is sent to a small town, Gideon Falls. Small town. Um, kind of stumbled church, with his, uh, his vows who to the church. He's, you know, and the previous pastor was like uh, accused of murder and stuff. And so he's he's kind of goes into a hornet's nest. But you find out that there's this uh the sheriff um and her father had experienced this thing years ago where they had lost her little brother yep. in this and, weird and one of the big reveals is that the crazy doc sutton is the sheriff's father because yeah. the whole yeah. time she's berating him yeah like yeah. Oh, that guy you know, guy's crazy i didn't catch that but now that you bring it up it Makes perfect sense that he was. Yeah, because the they brother. they mentioned there's one panel in there where they mentioned that there that his son, Doc Sutton's son and the sheriff's little brother uh-huh. was taken when he was eight years old. And they yeah. found, and, and I think she was twelve years old at the time. Yeah, Norton yeah. appeared in the city at eight or nine years old. Right. Yeah. At eight or nine. So I I it could go either way. It could be a red herring that. I don't legit, think Jeff it, Lemire is throwing out there just to throw you off. Yeah. Or it could be legit. But I was telling Roger, either, either way, way it goes, it's going to be I good. don't care because there's so much happening that's got me enthralled in the story. If it's the son and brother, 
Awesome, I'm down. If it's not and it's just a red herring, I'm I'm down. And see, and, oh, and I'm on the crap. same page. Boston won. No, no, no. It's no, top. It's, it's top. top. So top. top. So they scored. scored. But, oh uh, man, I'm uh, I'm totally with you. LA's gonna burn. I didn't even pick up on this, and I was still okay with it. Yeah. But and if it turns out that he is Doc Sutton's son and the sheriff's um, brother, then so I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Okay. So here, let, let's and let's then the doctor this. did see her. Like thought she saw her brother. Right. So he's like, he's out there somewhere. I'm gonna, I'm right. gonna find him. So here's here's where the plot thickens even more, and this is something Jonathan had suggested to me. I'm not sure if I'm on board, but I see sure that I'm, there are pieces yeah. where this is definitely a possibility, and it made me want to go back and reread this story. And that's whether or not there's any kind of time loop in mm-hmm. here, time displacement. Yeah, yeah. Where do you, are you thinking where like the okay? So. You have that cornfield where you have this big, the black barn had come down and crushed all the corn. (coughs) And she's like, there's just a square. And then in the city, it's the same spot. You have, yeah, you have this thing. And he goes, this is where the black barn is. So could it be the same spot? Do you think Gideon falls in the past and in the future? Right. That would be interesting. I, I don't know. I, I don't know for certain. The only the, what I was telling Rogers, the only thing right? that made me right. Yeah, my mind was just blown because <laughs> if that is the right? case, well, because John didn't mention that, that, and coming. I was like, and I'm I'm trying well, to put together these it pieces, and I'm like, well, you know, because because it, it seems because like these two stories the, never cross paths. Yeah, yeah. not yeah. yet. Yeah, right. not yet. And I don't know. That makes. And, if it'd be two different times. It would make a lot of sense if he wanted to go that route because of the fact that when you enter the Black Barn, it is too trippy and too oh, psychedelic. Yeah. It and is that, very was much, one of, that was one that of the was, things Jonathan so mentioned. Yeah. What I, the reason that I'm thinking... Look, I, I don't know for sure. This is just total shot in the dark. Okay, yeah. I'm not saying that's what it is at all. That's not even a legitimate theory. I'm just saying what But if. it's a good theory. Jeff Lemire, uh, <laughs> the thing that made me think of that was because when they go into the Black Barn, how it gets all super crazy psychedelic yeah, like you're on acid when, trip when when the sheriff is being shot by that psycho you have all those little, all those panels panel they're out of order like as if time is happening in a weird order yeah and mm. then the beginning panels are also the ending panels yeah exactly so what if we are in like a, some sort of, that's the only thing that made it me kind think of reminds me of that time loop. odyssey mm-hmm. 2001 where when the guy i forget the guy's name but uh when he goes into the ship and he starts going into that time warp and it just all this information being forced. I think his name was Dave. Dave. Was it Dave? Oh. It was Dave. Oh my God. Reign <laughs> of the Daves. But yeah, it's just that moment where he's it's just getting force fed. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just maybe the same that, thing, but this is so good. <laughs> it's such a great story and it's a great horror. I still want to know who, what, who, the faces there's so many questions there, there like are. what is the black barn necessarily what is it is it really like the evil version of the tardis um i think it is who is that black face person and within the within the, the barn that, that shadowy figure yeah mm-hmm. yeah because that is creepy well, that's okay so let's bring there there clearly is some sort of supernatural entity entity mm. in the black barn or that the black barn is made up of and the crazy thing is is doc sutton tells uh, Fred, the priest, there's a holy war going on right now. Yeah. And the Black Barn is at the center of it, and that there's this secret society called the Plowmen that have been kind of trying to defend against the Black Barn. And one of the guys, one of the deputies of the sheriff, is supposedly a plowman, and he gets killed by this this killer yeah. that apparently the Black Barn's gotten to. Yep. Okay. Now, one of the other things that 
that yeah, yeah he, that, that he guy that like, would, it chose me yeah something yeah like that. The, well, the killer guy what was his name Joe J- Joe Reber Reber Joe Reddy Reddy Reber is he a killer or is he being like like possessed? I think by he was possessed by the Black Barn. I think he's okay. just one of those guys that's like easily possessed because it seemed like even in the earlier issues, he I can kind of picture him having like this DV thing with his girlfriend who stays quiet the whole time. Yeah, uh-huh. and then he's just, just easily yeah. But the, the reason why that makes sense with the whole Holy War is because with the father Fred. Yeah, like he's he's always reporting in, and I mean yeah, and tell me and why he doesn't look so badass in that panel where he's just like. Puts on his glasses. It's like a la like CIA kind of thing. He's like, yeah, you know, I understand why you brought me over. He's like, yes, my son, stay vigilant. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. it's like very much the, like we have the to bishop be here. tells him you're right where you should be. Yeah, and he says, and the last thing he says is and stay vigilant. My and he son. says, you know what's going on. Like he asks, I think yeah. Fred says, like you know what's going on around here. I don't like. It's like I need more information, but it seems like he know like. He's not just like that. Bishop a father, is clearly yeah. going to be something that comes into play later on down I, the line. I want to mm-hmm. know if that bishop is the guy with the black face in the bar. <laughs> like that'd be crazy if it's really like if he. I mean, I'm not going to picture him popping up like that. But if it's like really like his alter ego in Earth or something like that uh-huh. is the bishop. Like he's just like I've been playing. Or the if game there this is this time. time displacement, maybe that's just he. Who he is? He yeah. hasn't become this black faced person yet because right. he hasn't gotten to the barn. I don't know. Because it's just but it's crazy. crazy. It's so battle. good. Yeah. It's such a good story. There's, there's so much. There, this is the thing about this story is there's, there's so many moving parts in it. Matt, I think you'd like this, even though it's a horror book, because it's lost. It's it's really good, dude. There's a lot of questions that kind of come up in that style of storytelling. Right, and it's and it's not even and it's (laughs) not like extensive horror where it's just like no nonsense killings or anything. It's It's kind of like scary. Yeah, it's it's more psychological. I would say it's like a tame version of uh, uh, Monday Night or Monday Night Black Monday Murders. Monday I would say, night, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I want to say it's like a tame version of that. Where like yeah. over there, it's like it's just very in your face, blood all over the place, who, who done it, what is going on, kind of stuff. This is kind of like a tame version of that, without the excess gutastic. Yeah, you know, that's the way I kind of picture it. Yeah. It's, it was a really good story, and I, I really liked the art in the book. Oh, yeah. The art was fantastic, and I Dude, liked the, the panel the layout. The greeniness of Sorrentino's yeah, like the, style uh, fit the greeniness of the storytelling. Right. And I it was, wasn't yeah. really like a a, con, a normal panel layout, I guess. Or it was very unique, and <laughs> right. I, I, I really liked it. It stood out to me, um, and it, it just added to the to – the, I'm still convinced that I don't know. It gave like a somber feeling. It, it really worked for the theme of it. It felt creepy at times, and it just worked with the book, the way the panels were laid out. And right, the art worked really well. I'm still convinced they're trying to tell me something or say something with the whole. Let me give you these red circles here, mm-hmm. this red square around the gun. Yeah, this that, and it's just what is that? I feel like I gotta rip out a comic and just well, be like, let me put it on the wall. Left. Right, you want to put it up on the wall. You want to be Norton, right? Yeah, I want to be like, let me put on a little mask. Yeah, and just be like, what is this? What's the point of these I feel red like dots? That is Lemire intentionally pulling you through the story. Look here, look here, look here. Right, and I feel like. Sometimes it could just be a misdirect, like your eyes are automatically going to those circle things, but you don't necessarily take in everything else around the panel. Right. I like I like really like these pages though, like where it's yeah. just yeah. Some red squigglies going the through all the pictures, and it looks paneling. Know, it looks yeah. really cool. Yeah, that's because there are other ones where, where it's mood. like almost breaking glass. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it's, the shards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are really great, but. 
Um, overall, <laughs> yeah. What would you guys awesome. rate this book? It's five. five. Yeah, five. five. Yep, five. Yeah. Like Lemire, certified. I don't even know if he can really do wrong. Like even his worst comics that I've read are still good, and they're not bad. And when I say worst, they're not like garbage. Like yeah, and like yeah. even with the century, like yeah. I gave the issue a four point five, but really like. If I had read it in a trade, I probably would have gave it a five. Like right. Lemire, just I, like you, you guys had mentioned before, he writes for a trade. Yeah. He doesn't write for individual issues. But and he also, so. what blows my mind is how much Lemire Dude. is able to yeah. put Eight out books a month. Yeah, he's a busy yeah. guy, and he's and, and some and, of them he does his own art. Yeah, yeah. Royal City. <coughs> I think Royal City finally. Yeah, it ended. But AD too. Like. AD. That, that that well runs deep. Yeah. Because he's, I mean, was Sweet Tooth at one point. Ad though, wasn't he just drawing that? He was yeah, just drawing. but he still was writing was, at least six yeah. other books. Yeah, and, yeah. Had to, and then had to draw that book. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. Like, well, no, I was about to say Black Hammer. I don't think that was him. Yeah, that Black, was, Hammer. Oh, Black Hammer. Yeah, yeah, okay. He's writing yeah, this. So he's got Black, Black Hammer. Descender. So good. Yeah, so he's got so much stuff. Descender's still going. Can't do wrong. Descender. Oh, it's like it's Ascender right now. It's Ascender now. You said. Larry and I were talking about this earlier. Descender finished fantastically. It was so good. All right. So, so Lemire has another Black Hammer book coming out. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a mini series. It yeah. could be a one shot, but it's Cthulhu Louise. <laughs> Cthulhu Louise. Cthulhu Louise. Because there's oh a character God. called Cthulhu, like L O U. Okay. So it's Cthulhu Louise. So Cthulhu Louise. Female. Like yeah. Daughter. She's like a. <laughs> I need to elementary read. school probably awesome. probably one of the girls that Larry has in his class. <laughs> <laughs> and Black Hammer is just like a bunch of uh, spoof characters from existing superhero yeah. characters. They're, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, it's like because I'm parody, pretty sure more, that, more parody uh, characters, I guess, yes. rather than spoof. Yeah, parody. Okay. Um, yeah, he's basically parodying the entire uh, I think Golden Age DC universe. Okay, that's my I, guess. I almost want to say like Lemire's one of those writers right now that I want to read more of his indie stuff than I do his Marvel big two. DC. Yeah, his big two. But oh, when yeah, I hear that he's own, in a big two, I want to be like, yes, I'm on that. It's clearly like he knows more, like well, not knows more, but there's, I think there's more. He gets that goes into it. He gets into. He it. gets to color outside the lines. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I think D, you know DC or Marvel is gonna rein him in a little bit more. Right, it, but it's not like. I don't know. I don't even know how it works with him though, because I'm like, I wonder if he's just like, I want to write a book about the century, and they're like, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Like, it's not like he ever picks like a major I team. Like, I don't think he's that ever. The reason he's writing Terrifics right now is because he went to Marvel and was like, I want to write Fantastic Four, and they're like, yeah, no, Slot's doing that. And he's yeah. like, all right, I'll go to DC and write Fantastic Four. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but it's the Terrifics. It's, and, but it's still good though. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like he picked all the B team heroes. He made Moon Knight amazing. He made Sentry better. You know. It's not like he's saying. Uh, I no, think Warren Ellis's Moon Knight was really good, dude. It was, yeah. but did you read Lemire's? His some of it, yeah, it's 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 amazing. It was really good too. But yeah, but I just feel like he knows how to really develop like a character and like advance them. Lemire's very good at that interpersonal, just very yeah. real feeling characters. Like I want him just to pick every hero and be like, okay, let me write something. Then he just hands it off to someone else. It's like, keep going. Here's some more. Keep going. You want some Iron Man? Here you go. You want some Superman? Here you go. You know, like he just. I want him to just do that. Five issues of every character, and I'll read it. <laughs> miniseries? Well, hey, that might be why he's able to continue doing so, what he, so much of what he's doing, because he does a lot of miniseries. For yeah. Him too. He doesn't do ongoing. He just focuses on, because Royal City yeah. went, what, three volumes? Mm-hmm. Three volumes, yeah. Three five-part arcs. 
it's not he doesn't feel the need to drag something out. It's yeah, just I feel like, like here's the story. Even in the longest ones for the big two, I think it was it was Green Lanterns had like what twenty five. Green come Green Green Arrow was twenty five or something like that for him. And then same thing with Old Man Logan. That was like a twenty five issue and he was done. So it was not it's not even that so long. Two years and then he moves on. Yeah. So I think he's just like, Let me tell my story. Once I'm done, I'm done. Yeah, I think for me personally, I think he's he's the closest thing to as a writer. He's the closest thing to Jeff Johns that's out there. I mean, I, I haven't read anything that Jeff Johns has written that I did not like. Right. And it's the same with Lemire. His his terrifics kind of fell flat for me, but I think again, I only I read the first issue. I need to I need to go back and read more than that. Yeah. Um, everything else he's done is is amazing, and I think that he just he sees things differently he sees so much potential in in everything he takes on oh yeah and he knocks it out of the park every time and that's that's what i see jeff johns doing too you know what's funny i think this is the second time i was in a podcast where lemire was like feature the feature twice because <laughs> i think it was old man logan and then i think it was royal city both times <laughs> I was like, yeah this guy's in everything so yeah he's 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 a good writer yeah like i said i don't know how some of these guys write the, like you said, the wellness really yeah, runs. Especially with him. He's the only guy that I can think of that does that many books every month. Donnie and Cates. Donnie yeah, Cates doesn't do good. eight books a month, though. He's getting, he's getting there. Yeah, he'll be there. He'll do but, like five. But this is I really though. don't want him to yeah. because he's young and I don't want him to get broken. But like, you know, okay, I will say there's one book that I can say Lemire didn't do well, and that was the, uh, the tie-in with the X-Men and the... Uh, and humans. That's what oh. It was. I forgot about that. Well, that was co-written with Soul. Right. But that, I forgot about that. I will still give it to him. Uh, Inhumans versus X Men. Yeah. yeah. That, that was, was still. That what was, time? That was not. The Inhumans versus Death well, of X I, and all that stuff. Yeah, I read all that. I, it must have not been good because I'm not remembering that. It was exactly. fine. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> average. But, yeah. but even then, though, it's like that's the worst one there he's done. One, yeah. Well, because I, I was thinking that maybe that was the one that we reviewed on the podcast because that was a Lemire book that we reviewed that we were like, I can't believe Lemire wrote this. It had to have been uh, Avengers. There were uh, a few of those X-Men, uh, X-Men versus Inhuman tie-ins that just weren't good. good. They yeah. didn't do the tie-ins, though. They did the they main did story. They did the main series, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. They did the whole Death I thought of the X. main story was pretty good. Yeah, I, I don't remember. Yeah. yeah, I thought the main story was all pretty good, but some of those tie-ins. Right. But I'm saying that, that had to have been his weakest one because I was trying to remember. I'm like, Sweet Tooth was good. All, <laughs> all his indies are great. I never read that one. I want to read it. Bases oh, loaded, Sweet Tooth. two out. I know. I, that's why that's when you heard me go <sighs> that was me seeing what they were doing and I'm like good old Dodgers I love you guys but there's a big middle finger coming up right now <laughs> I'm like God Ellie's gonna burn are you ready for trivia yep do it alright so uh, Roger you're on the board with four points Jonathan you have two and each Dave has one how about that that's oh, gotta wow. be some kind of Dang, sleight of hand we thing. accumulate our own points no you each have one point I thought like a guest was, no matter who was a guest, earns guest points. No, I didn't know like me no, as an individual. Because then the guests guest win. I know every time. <laughs> Maybe. Not always. I they don't, don't always score a point every time. Yeah. Otherwise, you if have they an don't opportunity get the every right. three months to. <laughs> yeah. No, everyone gets their own point. Okay. Everyone gets their own points, David. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, I didn't know. I All didn't right. Know. So if you want to send in a question to stump the panel here, you can. Write me a comic-related question with four multiple-choice answers. Please note the correct answer and send that to contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com. I think guest, guest 
responses should be worth like five points. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> as always, if you know the answer to this, do not blurt it out. Oh, you will go last, so you don't influence anyone else's answer. All right. All right. So the question today is brought to you by Nathan. Thanks, Nathan, for the great question. Nathan Armentrout? Yes. Love him. Nathan asks, which character once served as the Iranian ambassador to the United Nations? Is it A, Magneto, B, Sinestro, C, the Joker, or D, Charles Xavier? Who wants to take a shot? Jeez, are you serious? <laughs> I have no clue. Roger, do you know or you want to take a shot? I'll take a shot. All right, what's your shot? D. D, Charles Xavier. Okay, who's next? What was the question? The question the again was, ambassador? which character once served as the Iranian ambassador to the United Nations? Magneto, Sinestro, I'm gonna have to go with Sinestro Joker, or Charles Xavier. I'm going to go with Xavier as well. Xavier, Xavier, Xavier. Jonathan, Dave, Dave. He's the it's only one that makes sense. But I feel like yeah. that's that's and where it's, it's like him. gets you. I'm going to go with Magneto. Magneto, Jonathan. What are the what are the what are the choices? Magneto, <laughs> Sinestro, the Joker, or Charles Xavier. So weird. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> okay, so I got two Xaviers and two oh. Magnetos. Can we get an answer from Larry just for fun? <laughs> sure, Larry. Well, I, I. Do you know I it? Yes. You can guess. My guess is it's the Joker. The Joker. Okay. The Joker. It's just crazy enough to be be true. Be true. Yeah. yeah. But and Larry's correct. It is the Joker. Oh! Yeah. Wow. Oh. Oh. It was in the Death of the Family storyline. Was it really? How did I, I miss don't that? that? So thanks, Nathan. Wow. Nathan, yeah, you stumped the whole panel. See, good job. No I, points. Like, guess didn't get a point, Matt. No one got points because you also Larry got <laughs> a point. Larry got more cool points. Death in the Family got. was the uh, Jason Todd one, right? Action. That was no. That's when no. he cut off the face. Well, pretended to cut yeah. off all the faces. That was death of, of the family. That family. Death. Death. I guess and then Batman the kicked him down the cliff of the Batcave. And then after I guessed it was the Joker, I decided to look it up and see it came out. Okay. Yeah. No points today. There you go. Wow. That was uh that was a good one. Well done, Nathan. I did. Yeah. Well, I it's like Xavier that. was too for me I felt like Xavier was too sensible. I was like, "Nah, that, that that's has the to only be. reason I picked him." Yeah. Because I was like, "Well, Sinestro and Joker, that's just too crazy." But yeah, Sinestro yeah. wouldn't give a crap. He would only be about yeah. Uh, space. Yeah. Not yeah. space, but his planet. Yeah. His people. But yeah. like it would be galactic, yeah. Yeah. And then um, Joker, I can't ever imagine being an ambassador, but at the same time, <laughs> hey man, this is it's the guy that just gave crazy enough to be. Remember, this is death in the family, not death of the family. Yeah. So death in the family is the one where Jason Todd gets killed. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's, that's why it doesn't oh, ring a bell. Okay. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't the recent one. All right. So that's I was the thinking 80s. of the wrong one. Okay. It I was, was trying to figure the, out. when Jason died. I thought I had the two titles mixed up. Right. In and oh, death of. Yeah. There you go. All right. Thank you, Nathan. Do we get any new reviews? You want to check real quick? Yeah, I'll check. Just do a quick run through there. Uh, if you guys like what you're hearing, please rate, review, subscribe, like, and share. Uh, if you want to go above and beyond, you can go to patreon.com slash allstarcomicspodcast where you can get on uh, as little as a dollar, which will get you the episode the night that it drops. Uh, the $3 level will get you the special Multiversity University collection of episodes as they are dropped. Uh, the $5 level will get you the uh, All-Star Origin Stories, which we just recorded. Mine's up. We Check just recorded Matt's last week. Yeah, last week and it's up. Larry's, we recorded Larry's, tonight. we recorded, which 
should be pretty fun. From, yeah, that's what I that's what I thought. It's uh, up that, November. November. So that's coming down the pike, uh, and all these stacks. So as you get higher up, you can get mystery boxes, free comics, or sales things like that with Horizon Comics, um, and you have access to everything that's beneath whatever level you're subscribed at. Um, do we get any reviews? Nope. Checking? No. Stanley six one six is still the last one, huh? The watcher, right. man. Yeah. Yeah, if it's like Uatu like next week, it's gonna be Well it could be a different Uatu. There's one Uatu that works at Horizon Labs, so yeah. <laughs> but uh, if you want to keep up with everything Horizon Comics, follow at Horizon Comics on Instagram and Twitter and like Horizon Comics on Facebook. You've got I see a bunch of orange bags marked ten dollars back here. Tomorrow, yeah, Halloween day. Comic Fest was awesome. I know. Well, for those of that are picking it up tonight, are going to listen tonight. I guess. Well, this is like now the Black Barn. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. We did go late tonight. It's like two hour show. Is it really? Oh, wow. We did a lot of rambling. That's yeah. Why. There was a lot of. Bryce is going to love it. <laughs> I cursed three times. But Dave, right, Dave. Price will be able to make it to Richmond. You, bang. One episode. <laughs> um, so yeah, you uh, got Halloween Comic Fest, all that, and then if you want to stay tuned to the end of this episode, we got a new episode of Multiversity University that's dropping. Nice. Where are we at, Larry? Do you know? Uh, we're in the Silver Age. I don't know exactly which episode is up tonight. Okay. Uh, last week's got cut off because logic glitched. Uh, so um, I re-uploaded the one with Multiversity for last week's. If you're listening to this, and it should be all cut up. Okay. So you're good. Cool. Yeah. So we're still in the Silver Age, which is age. good stuff there. Uh, and then if you want to keep up with Dave. Dave the Bearded Dave. The Bearded Dave. Just, Dave, uh, Dave Ramirez. My, yeah, that should be uh, my new. T- you need to uh, copyright that. Yeah, new handle. <laughs> yeah, my new handle. Um, Facebook, Dave Ramirez. I'm the first one that pops up. Pretty sure. Are you? Uh, yeah. Check it. Um, even check in it. Delaware? Yeah, even Delaware. Um, <laughs> uh, and, oh, man. Tw- uh, Instagram is YGTTYGTP, which is you got the touch, you got the power. Let's that. make it happen. Which is still know, a pretty right? legit name. I'll, my favorite, man. I should just put dot, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's where you can find me. Twitter I don't use. So. Yeah. Beardless Dave. Uh, Beardless Dave, also known as David Rivas. Um, I'm Sun Gohan X on Instagram. Nice. And then uh, if you want all your gaming and audio needs. Oh, he already unplugged the microphone. It's the Hydra 5.5, five, five, as always. I'm at St. Jonathan on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Hey, yo. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Multiversity University. I'm your host, Larry Douglas. And tonight we are going to continue talking about Spider-Man. So remember last time we talked about the fact that Martin Goodman had gone ahead and 
given Stan Lee the go-ahead to publish this character, or at least one story about this character. So Stan Lee went to his partner, uh, the person who he'd been writing with since 1958, uh, and uh, who had helped him create Fantastic Four to come up with the idea for Spider-Man. Now remember, Stan Lee didn't really have much of an idea about what he wanted for this character, other than the fact that he wanted this character to be a teenager that uh, his readers could relate to. And so he did have this idea that, just like with the Fantastic Four, he did not want this character to have a perfect life. Uh, He wanted this character to have problems. He wanted him to be dealing with issues at school and issues in his personal life. Uh, So um, he basically had an idea about this character that we would come to know later as Peter Parker. So what he did is he went to Jack Kirby. He uh, he talked to this Kirby about this, and Kirby told him about this character that he and Joe Simon had created, who had never been published. And this character had a this character was an orphan. Uh, he lived with an older couple, and uh, he had this magic ring that could give him superpowers. So. Um, Stan Lee kind of took off with that and came up with the whole idea about this character, Peter Parker, an orphan living with his um, Aunt May and Uncle Ben. Um, And he asked Kirby to draw some pages for this proposed story. Now, Steve Ditko was already involved. He was supposed to be the inker uh, for this, but that was going to be his only involvement. So Kirby went and drew some pages, and um, Lee hated what Kirby had done. It wasn't that Kirby's work was bad. He said Kirby's work was good, like it always was. It's just that it wasn't what he wanted. The character looked, as Lee put it, too heroic. Um, he wanted a character who who had problems. And so, uh, so Kirby didn't quite get the vision of what Stan Lee was looking for. So instead, Lee turned to Ditko. And Steve Ditko took off with this and really did an incredible amount of the creation of Spider-Man and the whole concept behind him. In fact, he did so much of the work that Stan Lee later on said that Steve Ditko should actually be considered the co-creator of Spider-Man. Because what Ditko did was, uh, the first thing he did was he created Spider-Man's costume. Um, And... uh, he, uh, it was Ditko's idea to have a costume that completely covered uh, Spider-Man's face and really his entire body because um, in Ditko's mind, because this was going to be a teenager, he wanted the outside world to have sort of an air of mystery about who this character really was. They didn't, he didn't want the outside world to realize this was a teenager. Um, he wasn't sure that Stan Lee would like that, but it turned out that Stan Lee loved it because he liked the idea that when Peter Parker was in costume that you couldn't see any of his body. And so, as Stan Lee put it, Anybody of any race in the United States could imagine themselves in that costume, and he felt it made the character uh, more identifiable to a larger number of people. Um, Steve Ditko not only created the costume, though, he was the one who came up with the idea of uh, of Spider-Man having this power that where he could cling to walls and ceilings and things like that. The reason was because he did not want to create a costume where the character had boots or hard shoes. Uh, he wanted a softer look to the costume, so he thought, well, this would be a, a good idea. And, of course, that was one of the powers that ended up sticking. Uh 
no pun intended. Uh, he also came up with the idea of him having these web shooters um, that he creates and basically shoots from his wrist. So uh, really a lot of what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man was created by Steve Ditko. Um, and uh, of course, uh, he when he brought that to Stan Lee, uh, Stan Lee really loved it and decided that's what they would go with. The only thing that Stan Lee didn't like, strangely enough, was the cover to the comic that Steve Ditko drew. So he ended up going back to Jack Kirby, and so the iconic uh, cover that we see from Amazing Fantasy number 15 was actually drawn by Jack Kirby, uh, not actually by Steve Ditko. Um, now... How was it, though, that they came up with the idea of a radioactive spider? Well, that because that wasn't originally part of the character. The character was supposed to have a magic ring. Well, it turned out that if the character got his powers from a magic ring, that this character would have been extremely similar to a superhero character put out by Archie Comics called The Fly, who had been created, oddly enough, by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby. And so rather than um, having a character that was just a ripoff of the fly, they decided they, they scrapped that whole idea of having the magic ring and came up with the idea of him being bitten by the radioactive spider instead. And so the origin story of Spider-Man ended up uh, coming about as a result of all that. So Amazing Fantasy number 15 ends up getting published in, um, in August of 1962. And as far as Martin Goodman was concerned, that was the end of Spider-Man. But then a few months later, Martin Goodman was going over sales figures, and he noticed something which shocked him. And that is that Amazing Fantasy number 15 with Spider-Man was the best-selling comic that Marvel Comics had for that entire year. And in fact, what basically was the best-selling comic that that early Marvel Comics had put out. And so he went back to Stan Lee and said, okay, you can go ahead and put out a Spider-Man series. And so in March of 1963, Spider-Man, um, The Amazing Spider-Man number one uh, would come out. And of course, uh, Spider-Man would go on to become the top-selling character at Marvel and really would end up becoming the face of the company and uh, would end up having a huge influence on the comic business uh, given the fact that it was about this character who was a lot more like uh, an everyday person than, than superheroes had been up until then. A person who had problems in his personal life, which affected his uh, superheroing. Uh, a person who uh, who just who had a lot of issues, uh, but would of course become the uh, sort of down in his luck Peter Parker that everybody would come to know and love. Thank you for joining us, and I hope you will come and join us next time as we continue talking about the Silver Age. <laughs>